I'll be honest, I never listen to your exiting music because the minute you guys start saying, tune into this, tune into that, I go, stop, hit next. Uh-huh. Fair. <laughs> yeah, I do that with a lot of places too. That's it's, acceptable. It's the same it shit, so yeah. yep. I listen to it every time. So you've heard it here first. For anybody who's interested in uh, hearing Chip's plug of where you can find him, <laughs> go ahead and skip it. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I don't want to hear from you. You don't want to hear from me, so... <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 26 of the Co-Hops podcast. Uh, as always, we are drinking beer, talking about video games, hanging out. This week, we're joined by someone special, the the pr- self-proclaimed beer douche himself. Oh, uh, no. Mr. I Chip. did not give myself that title. <laughs> that oh, was, you didn't? No, I've earned that title. You've earned that title. Okay. <laughs> let, me, let me rephrase this then. The self, or not the self-earned, the earned beer douche yeah. himself. Chip. I, I, I don't know how long you guys want to go into the history of that. So, um, <laughs> needless to say, I was at a party and I told somebody once the beer was too good for them. They couldn't have it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've I've encountered people who I would definitely say that to. Like, well, I, I might not say it. I might find a a, a way to hide whatever beer from them, but. Some people uh, just want something that'll get them drunk, and they don't appreciate the flavors. Yeah, yeah. sometimes you just need some paps, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> so, sometimes those people just need some paps. Well, as always, we're joined by Nick. Yep. Hi. Hello. You've already heard me talk. <laughs> and Garrett. <laughs> Who's he? Uh, it's you. I don't no. know. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, as as mentioned. Uh, if you're new to the show, we always drink a beer. And this week, uh, we have something special. We've got uh, all the way from Vermont, we have Hetty Topper from The Alchemist. This is a, a beer that I have been personally interested in trying for a long time, ever since Chip first told me about it. And it's kind of difficult for us to get over here on the West Coast. So, Nick, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, so this is from The Alchemist in uh, in Stowe, Vermont. Uh, it's uh, an American double IPA. Um, 75 IBU, so higher than um, last week's beer, but uh, 8% ABV. You mean higher also. than 10, yes. yes higher than is. 10, <laughs> slightly higher than 10. Um, it's worth noting that this is probably the most celebrated beer that we have ever covered. Uh, it has a beer advocate rating of 100 out of 100 uh, and is number five ranked overall. Yeah. Um and and I not for small I, sample I size. It, sorry, I didn't put it in the uh in the notes, but it's ranked number one in their Imperial IPAs category. Yeah, and uh, it's not for small sample size because it's hard to find because it has fifteen thousand reviews. Nothing else in the top ten even breaks thirty five hundred. Their their description from uh from John Kimmich, the founder and owner of the Alchemist, is uh, Hetty Topper is an American double India Pale Ale. Wow, really used the full name. Uh, <laughs> This beer is not intended to be the biggest or most bitter. It's not Beak Breaker. Uh, It is meant to give you wave after wave of hoppy goodness on your palate. Tremendous amounts of American hops will creep up on you and leave you with a dense hoppy finish in your mouth. So drinkable, it's scary. Sometimes I wish I could crawl right into the can. That's a terrifying (laughs) idea. Hey, I I don't know. I'm I'm with them. 
okay. Crawl right into this. Yeah. I'm going to give can. I'm going to give props to you, Garrett. You actually did what I was going to suggest we all do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what did you just do there, Garrett? Oh, I took a big old whiff out of the can because yes. it smells oh, yeah. beautiful. Yes. You so got to do that and then take a nice drink. Yeah. You get you get the hops in in your nose and yeah, this is this is good. It's hoppy without being outrageously bitter like they like they said and it just gets the flavor of it, which I'm slowly starting to uh, appreciate more. Uh, but yeah, this is really good. Well, I really like the line on the can. Um, uh, this is another note by John Kimmich, the owner and founder. Um, the act of pouring it into a glass smells nice, but it releases the essential hop aromas that we've worked so hard to retain. So that's one of the reasons why in bold along the uh, top rim of the can, <laughs> it says, drink from the can, drink from the can, drink from the can. <laughs> so Are we supposed to drink it from the can? I'm not sure. <laughs> well, I don't know. We, we have an interesting review. Um where I think that the person right off the bat uh, ignored that and did something completely <laughs> different. Instructions unclear. Yeah, Broke so beer. They can't this read. This one uh, is uh, the very first line of this review is can into glass. So, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, they just <laughs> Still ignored gets it. Me. Um, Still gets me. <laughs> now, they, they say they bought it at the brewery, so they must be locals of Vermont, which or so maybe they were there visiting. I don't know. Uh, poured eight days after being canned, brief white foamy head, nearly clear light amber with a lot of orange, round out the look, resinous spiced medium toast malt, tangerine peel in a perfumed way. Initial I should taste. note, none of these are full sentences in a way that's really disturbing me. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't bother me at all, but now, <laughs> now I notice it. Uh, initial taste is very full bodied, bubbly and creamy, kind of velvety. Then a nearly sweet candied mandarin orange peel, mango sorbet, and big caramelized malt come together, then separate into a hop bite that is firm but not real bitey and has a warm, <laughs> spicy glow that lasts for a while, then fades into a mixed citrus peel flavor that still has some bite and lingers a long time. Too much of a hop bite in the last third of the taste to rate it higher. 4.32 out of 5. So. I love it because the whole review, they're talking about how much they don't like it and then they just... Nearly rate it perfect because it's perfect. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> I mean, man, this is really good. I it, it wish is really that we good. could get this more locally. So, I kind of just wanted to run a little history by you all about this beer. So, right. um, and a little, excited. and a little bit about myself. Um, uh, I, at one time, I was trying to be a nano brewer, um, and uh, back when the Great Recession hit, and I had. A lot of time on my hand, and I had all the equipment, and I was brewing about 15 gallons a day. And oh, wow. well, Ooh. excuse me, a week, not a day. A okay. Week. okay. <laughs> I was like, that's a pretty <laughs> that's No, I was getting ahead of myself there. I had at one time 200 gallons of beer under my house. That is oh, no wow. joke. I had Jeez. that many oh. corny kegs, um, and actually had a friend once drop off a bourbon barrel, which I did a bourbon barrel barley wine with. Um, Whoa! Yeah, that was a that's cool. That was a crazy project. Um, needless to say, it did get a little contaminated, but was still drinkable. So <laughs> nice, contaminated but drinkable. That should have been the tagline of the beer. <laughs> <laughs> to heck, that's the title. So a little wild yeast got into it, and when you popped, luckily they didn't. The bottles didn't explode, um, which has been known for a lot of home brewers. Like when you bottle something. 
Um, and I wanted to put it into competition. So I bottled quite a bit and also kegged. Um, kegs, you don't have to worry about that so much with. But every time you popped a bottle, it was like a fountain. It was just like, crap. <laughs> How's a judge going to judge this when you pop it? And you're going to be like, overcarbonated, must have used sugar. It's like, ah, no, sons of bitches. Just... <laughs> oh. It's intentional. But, it's, it's yeah, a it's, show. it's the champagne of beers. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like I did put champagne yeast in it, which you can do uh, when you're home brewing. Um, um, but going back to the beer, which is a lovely beer, this was my white whale for so many years. Um, and when I say so many years, I'm talking 10 plus years. Wow. Um, you could not, you could not get this beer on almost anywhere outside of Vermont. They had a rule. If you were to be caught or somebody like they found out you were distributing this beer outside of Vermont, um, they would 86 you. You would oh, not wow. be allowed back. Um, the only reason why this beer is even showing up here on the West Coast is because of COVID. Think that this is like the only thing I can honestly positively say about COVID is I finally got to drink my white whale. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Because they're like, it's COVID. It sucks. We're not getting people coming into the brewery that normally would buy this. They, um, well, what was told to me, there was a group of five individuals. They pretty much found, they did all the homework. They found the fastest route to get this beer here. That was part of the equation. Like, hey, we got beer lovers here in the Pacific Northwest that would love this beer, been dying for this beer, and we were going to find a way to get it here as fast as possible so it's fresh. This, if you looked at the bottom, and it's been about a week or two, I think this is maybe just, what, two weeks old? wow. Yeah, it's it's super fresh. 11.15, yeah, yeah, that's not bad. Mm -hmm. It is. Uh, Keep in mind, we're recording this on 12.7, so. Yeah, so it's it's about three weeks. but that's that's and, and that's with it having sat at your house for for yeah. you know a week plus while we waited to get it. So mm-hmm. yeah, this this beer gets here fast and it's it's worth it was worth the wait. I mean, and it like yeah. I know so many people that really wanted to hate this beer that were like, oh crap, it it lives up to its name. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, like double IPA. That's like the definition of a beer that I would not like, and this is easily my favorite. Uh, non-hazy IPA I is probably my favorite IPA that we've had uh, it's just it's so smooth it's so drinkable it feels carefully controlled and in because it is it is it is a crafted experience um, yeah I'm I'm really happy about this it's kind of cool the way that smaller um, smaller favorites are expanding into wider markets with uh I guess having to now, but like Mac and Jack's was never put into cans until uh, just this last uh, couple years because they kind of had to. Um, but that was a, a favorite of mine at taps for a long time. Well, um, I hope something ha- uh, happens with uh, ball. Cause I don't know if you guys have been keeping up. Chip probably knows about this, but um, ball, the company that makes 95% of all aluminum cans is drastically increasing their pricing and they're also making it so that there's a, a minimum order amount of cans and it's something insane like i think it's like a million per per type <sighs> of thing or they're like they're like nope we're not going to manufacture and stamp it um so wow well, that's that's probably due to the aluminum shortage that is currently happening <laughs> across mm. the whole united states 
Yeah, yes and no. I mean, they have a monopoly on it, but all all this really is is uh is me telling you go to your local breweries, uh fill up growlers, you know, help those guys out because uh they are doing what they love and um you know, they're definitely going to need your support throughout the rest of the pandemic and through this uh this can <laughs> shortage because now they're not going to be able to can as much and ship it around. It's going to be, you know, direct from the brewery, so definitely Go out and visit your local tap houses and breweries. Well, well Gar- Garrett, to jump on that, sorry there, Zach. Um, what's interesting, I'd say in the last, well, pre-COVID, um, growler stations and growler fills, well, at least around here locally, have been kind of dying off. People had stopped doing that um, hmm. because of having to drink 64 ounces in 24 hours, you know, of like a double <laughs> IPA. Sometimes it's a little challenging unless you're, you got a group of friends to enjoy it with, or you're, you're me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like in, in COVID, you're less likely to have a group of friends around to share it with. So. Actually, Nick places couldn't, it was kind of against rules to fill growlers. Um, oh, yeah. Well, because you're bringing time. in a container from outside and yeah. now you're having somebody fill it. Is it contaminated? Is it not contaminated? I mean, like, there were so many variables there, and a lot of places just stopped doing it. The last few places I've been to up here in Washington, they still do it. So if you're a Washington beer lover and want to get a growler filled or a 30 or half growler or whatever, um, we still have it up around here. But yeah, I agree with Chip. Uh, I think. At some of the grocery stores, they've actually taken them out. Safeway used to have a whole growler bar, and it's gone now. Oh, wow. Yeah. I wonder if uh, our local Fred Meyer still has one. I know it did somewhat recently. But my like local big... Fred... Oh, sorry, Gary. Go ahead. No, no. Go for it. I was going to say, my actually local Fred Meyer's had a bar. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think ours actually does also. I never really interacted with it, but... Um... For full disclosure, I used to work at that Fred Meyer, and uh, when I was not being paid to be there, I wanted nothing to do with <laughs> it being in that building. So uh, I have yet to go back since I'm not working there anymore. But um, uh, yeah, they they also had, uh, from what I recall, walking past it, a, a full service bar at, that was open at least some of the time. I, I had a really cool bartender who was like, he, I went up and he goes, what do you want to taste? And I was like, uh, and I was looking at the board and he goes, you want to taste all of them? And I go, <laughs> I look over and I, and then I look at him and I go, I can. And he goes, yeah, sure. Wait, are you driving? And I go, no, my wife's driving. We're here grocery shopping. And uh, I was like, okay, sure. Here you go. And he just like kept giving me like flights and was like looking around. Hello, sir. This is the first time I've seen you. Here's five new beers. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, that's awesome. So that's my best story. Similar to yours, Garrett, um, ours, they would actually, um, the deli would have to like get rid of stuff and guess where they'd bring it. They bring it right over to the bar. And Um. so we got all the deli samples that they couldn't technically give out, I guess, or something like there was always about to the end of their lifespan. Yeah. And I, I love being at Fred Myers and the looks people give you is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) But they had some of the craziest, best beer, like, like crazy stuff that a lot of the, even the bottle shops for some reason wouldn't carry. Um, yeah. I uh, mean, they have the scale and distribution network to get kind of whatever. Um, it's kind of impressive. And when Lagunitas kind of got bought out, all of a sudden they got a bunch of Lagunitas stuff that they normally would never have gotten. 
like uh, Waldo um, and stuff. So now I'm talking another podcast here. We're talking 8-bit and uh, better uh, video games here, aren't we? Or are we just talking beer? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's a little bit of both. We have a format, but not really. We just bullshit. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I also played basically nothing this week, so I'm happy to have some time filled. <laughs> and Chip, you're a special guest, man. You know, you're kind of steering the boat for a conversation. <laughs> all right, all right. No, so that's great. Let's let's steer this uh, towards Chip a little bit here. So, Chip, go ahead. Let's uh, let's hear your favorite video game and your favorite beer. Ooh, Ooh yes. Is it this one? Is it this beer? No, no. Um. To be honest, uh, to say I have a favorite beer is next to impossible. Um, every season brings... How about one of them? To be honest, man, I'd have to say Sticky Hands from Block 15. Sure. That would be my classic. M- m- my beer. I mean, it's uh, Corvallis where I was, I, was, I was born and didn't quite grow up, but uh, was definitely born in Corvallis. And just luckily that Block 15, the Beavers, I, my mom went to... Oregon State there, so mine did too, actually. Um, so yeah, I mean, we got to bring sticky hands on the show sometime because yeah. I think Nick's gonna hate it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, here, yeah, maybe. No, 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 no. If Nick can drink this and is enjoying this, Nick, you're gonna enjoy sticky hands. I guarantee you. I have brought more people over to drink IPAs and have gone in with the whole attitude. Oh God, no, I don't, I don't want that dishwasher soap. You know <laughs> that that pine salt. Oh God, it's like soap in my mouth. And it's like, no, you're drinking the wrong beers. You're you're, you're either you're starting off too hard, too heavy. There are so many easy drinking IPAs. And yes, uh, Sticky Hands is a big like punch to the mouth a little bit, um, but. I would say, Nick, your palate is ready for it. Um, could almost I, guarantee. I think it. I've gotten, I've gotten prepared for it. Like, I feel uh, we had one um, that Zach's wife picked out from California. I forget what it was. The I think therapist. It was the, therapist. The, the therapist. The therapist. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's the one that and... comes to mind. You were like, when you said that you liked it, I went. He's been indoctrinated. <laughs> yeah, that tasting that and realizing like I this should be worse than Beak Breaker, but I like it more. And it was I think just a few weeks after Beak Breaker, um, but uh, but yeah, no, I I liked it. So I think I'm coming to appreciate the flavor profile of hops and the floral nature of it. I tend to like floral uh, flavors, like. Uh, uh, there's a gelato shop in Seattle that has rose gelato that is really wonderful. Lavender is one of my favorite flavors. So uh, I think uh, I it was only a matter of time, but still it took like warming up to it and especially the hazy IPAs that are hoppy and fruity to uh, to get me closer to being ready for this kind of hop punch. Well, it just took it just took, you know, two of your friends to make a podcast lure you in with video games and then two out of the three of us pick ipas you know every time every time so like i said indoctrination perfect one of us well anyway google Google. wait a minute all right i remember when i met zach and he didn't drink ipas either no zach didn't didn't drink drink beer any beer yeah like period yeah yeah and and I, just, I, I just me. decided I was like one day it, we were um, I think I mentioned this maybe last week or the week before, but uh, one day I was just sitting there. And I was like, I'm going to drink IPAs now. I'm going to just I'm just going to try them. Try them all. Yeah. And I uh, messaged a bunch of my friends and I said, hey, what are give me like your three favorite beers that are IPAs? And they gave me and I had a list on my phone that I kept and I would go and to the store and I would just get one 
every time, and I would check off nice. everyone on the list, and I hated most of them at first, but <laughs> they, like I said, but you got there. It's it's y- your palate definitely. It's like coffee, in my opinion. Like when you're yeah. a kid, like you watch your parents drinking coffee, right? And you're just like, oh, that's got to be the best tasting stuff in the world. And you walk <laughs> over and you take a drink of it, you go, you know, it's like no, it really kind of your your palate changes as you get older. Coffee's gross, but mm-hmm. and like yeah, you're you're right. I think you get much more used to bitter flavors as you both drink them and get older um sort of like dark chocolate like a lot of uh younger people don't like dark chocolate i'm still kind of in that boat but um uh, but you grow to appreciate it more and more as you get older i bet you like dark chocolate a lot more now since you've been drinking ipas yeah probably (laughs) i was was gonna say you just need to get yourself some good russian boner beers and man chocolate goes with them cigars go with them and just for those that don't (laughs) listen to the eagle cast drop um (laughs) that would be a russian imperial stout um even better if it's been aged in some sort of uh spirit barrel um, which oh, yeah. we we did one. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say, and it was really, really. It was the Colshan that that I delivered to you, Chip. So, oh, uh, oh I was gonna say we should get some for him next time. Uh, but oh, yeah, he, 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 he had it. one that wasn't that excellent. Oh, oh I yeah. loved that beer. It was so good. Oh, that that's the one that I drank out of the teeny tiny mason jar because <laughs> he didn't have a glass, so he just had a little candy jar. Yeah, that's he just poured shots of it. That's the one that that Zach sent me a photo, and I go, "Is somebody have their beer in a cooler?" With ice? <laughs> Get that shit out of there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You you have definitely been an important part of us recognizing how to treat beers and how to treat them differently. Oh, yeah. I bought a couple of different uh, style glasses. Like, I, I uh, actually got the... I have this tulip glass sitting here. Uh, this is amazing to get some nice. really awesome, you know, aromas out of some of those more floral beers. Uh, I drank the, uh, the gin... Uh, what was it? it was like the gin soaked saison beer that saison that we had saison. out of this and oh it was so good just added so much to it seeing that we're still talking about beer i'm gonna throw one more thing so sure fantastic <laughs> so hazy ipas right everyone talks about a hazy the origin of a hazy ipa originally goes back to new england and so it was funny. I was laughing because I think it was Nick. It was like NE IPA. It's like, oh yeah, I remember. I remember going in and going, oh, I'll have that NE IPA. You know what the <laughs> hell is that shit? And they're like, NE IPA, and just yeah. just pick one. <laughs> NE, yeah. And they're like, oh no, that's New England. Um, so what what happened though is the New England breweries got pissed. Um. And they're like, no, this has got to stop because people were doing all sorts of weird stuff with uh, hazy IPAs. They were throwing flour in them to make them cloudier. They were throwing like <laughs> juice in them. They were th- they were doing all this stuff to make them as hazy as they could get them, just because you know unfiltered. Got to get a hazy IPA out there now. It's the craze. Get on it now. Um, <clears throat> so there was like a group that came together and said. We got to stop this, and they did. Um, and that's where the term hazy came from in New England. So, if you mm. see New England, um, that should tell you that the yeast came from New England. Like, somehow they got a culture of New England yeast to brew that beer. Um, Block 15 just recently came out with Alumni. Um, it is a New England IPA. It mm. is so delicious. It is, it was incredible. And it was your traditional, like, hazy, like, 
Um, and I should have told, I was trying to meaning to tell you, Nick, before you left, it was on sale too. Like grab oh, some no. of those for the guys. Um, <laughs> I should have. Yeah. Because like it, like it's a new England is, it's almost like drinking an orange juice. I mean, pretty oh. much, but it's not, yeah. I mean, it's, but the, the, the floral, the notes, the, what they pull out of those new England, that yeast strand, even it's just so delicious. It's so easy drinking. So, um, it is amazing how fruity the the good hazy IPAs can be without having any fruit in them at all. So next time you're somewhere and you actually see it, it has New England in the name, yeah. then either A, they're lying, or B, <laughs> you could look like a beer douche and ask them and go, hey, that doesn't say hazy, that says New England. Is that, did you guys get New England, you know, yeast? Is that, how, how are you putting New England in that title? Um, so... That's I'm gonna ask little... now because I see it all over the place. Yeah, I see, I see New England, you know, rather than hazy. Uh, so thank you. Yeah, I'm actually, yeah. I'm actually gonna do that. I'm gonna be a beer snob. <laughs> yeah, it's great. So we're yeah. beer appreciators. No, aspiring beer douche. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a video game podcast as well. So oh, yeah, <laughs> uh, let's 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 get back on track here a little bit. So Chip, favorite video game or just one of? Oh man! What um, comes to mind? It, usually, what comes to mind is what I've been playing, but uh, <laughs> I, yeah. a little and, bit of recency bias. Yeah, I, I'm. You know what? I'm going to go to the first video game I ever purchased because, mm. um, well, when I say I purchased, my parents purchased for me. Um, because let's face it, I was too young to actually afford video games um, <laughs> on my own, and that would have been Goonies Two for the NES. Oh, okay. oh man, that's a good one. And, and and Zach already knows this. Zach gets to hear this again, um, somewhat, a, a little more in depth this time. So I remember the first time. Now, granted, the, the, my first video games were like Commodore 64 and, and a few. Like my dad had the one that was tennis. I can't even think of the name. We still, My dad still owns it. I can't wait to inherit it. Um, oh, that's cool. <laughs> but anyhow, I can't think of the name. I was going to look it up for the podcast. It's one of those things I wanted to do before being on here, but I did not do that um but anyhow getting back to my story um i was over at a friend's house in corvallis and visiting um and we had already moved by this time and they were playing super nintendo or not super nintendo excuse me super mario brothers on the nes they had just gotten it and they had a a stack of games wow and so they all kept playing they all kept playing mario super mario and duck hunt and stuff and but they put in somebody put in Goonies two, and I think we spent like a good solid two hours playing Goonies two. Mm. Um, so uh, it has more depth than you would expect from games of that era. It's oh, like the <laughs> yo-yo attack. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it's fun, but it's also complicated. Yeah, uh, and I feel like games in that era were one of those things, but not both of them. Like, you'd get stuff like Mario that's just fun to play, or you'd get, like, the really in-depth RPGs that were that were in-depth, but didn't have a lot <laughs> you, of... You failed to mention fun to play. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. You know, let's, fa- let's face it, it's no E.T., you know, come on. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I've had a lot of... It's always funny because Zach's always surprised on how far my nerdness goes back. I'm not sure yeah, why. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, like going back, like I remember the Commodore 64, like my parents owned both, like two of them. One was gray, one was like tacky color or whatever, uh, that cream color. (laughs) 
And uh, like half the games that my dad owned were all like he would have to read it and answer yes or no or give a response depending on your response. So he'd give you another sentence to read, and then it's like, oh my oh, god, yeah. this is <laughs> a like video game. Shoot me now! So <laughs> along comes yeah. Super Mario Brothers. You're like, holy shit! Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. I can see something happening on the screen. <laughs> I'm, Amazing. I'm, I'm right there with you, Chip. I remember my dad playing Zork and uh, Mad Dog McCree and all those old FMV games. But that was that was oh. way after. But the, all the DOS like text based games like. Yeah. Well, I, I have to I have to stop you there. Speaking of FMV games, um, I haven't had a chance to check this out yet. But have you heard of American Hero? No, no. It's an old FM, like unfinished FMV game from 97, I want to say, that I think was in development for the Jaguar um, oh, or something, oh. something ridiculous. Uh, anyway, it never came out, but um, somebody like found found it, got the rights to it and uh, finished it and released it. They even got the original actor to do uh, for the protagonist to do some extra voice lines. And um, I've watched a few playthroughs of it. Um and uh, it is really, really funny. It is really something else. Uh, so, it probably would yeah, have been che- the best game on the Jaguar. <laughs> yeah, probably. Jaguar it's not hard. <laughs> <laughs> let, oh, let me tell you, as somebody who has recently played a Jaguar and like eight games on it, I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, I kind of want to get. No, no, I, you know, I nope. don't want to. Why this. the hell were you playing a Jaguar? Don't worry about it. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm concerned for your safety. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was just the middleman. Uh, a friend of mine had one that he was selling, so I had to test it and make sure it worked. And I was like, "Oh, cool! <laughs> like Alien versus Predator is a terrible, terrible game on the Jaguar, oh, and Doom is sure a terrible is. game on the Jaguar." Oh, I think all games on bad. the Jaguar are tor- terrible games on the Jaguar. Yeah, they're they're yes. all bad. The only Insert one that was Jaguar like, game here. playable was NBA Jam. <laughs> so Ooh. I was like, at least out of the ones that this guy had. So yeah, wow, good stuff. Anyway. Um, let's, let's move on here. Uh, I want to hear about what Garrett has been playing. Well, I I know you don't want to hear about me. I'm, I'm, I'm mesmerized and also heartbroken that I just finished the last remains. What? We're like not even halfway through the episode yet. (laughs) I'm about done too, actually. Wow. So I've been very slowly drinking it. It's like when we had brains. Chip's already done. Chip's done. (laughs) (laughs) He's held up something else completely. Yeah. When we had (laughs) when we had brains, right? We only had one can, and um, I feel the same way. Like I was, I was like, I don't want to make it a sprint. I want to enjoy this, and um, you know, we don't have a video component to our podcast yet, but I was like sniffing deeply inhaling before every <laughs> almost every sip i was taking and just like even now mm, i smell inside the the empty can and lament all the you know the full hoppy notes that you get out of there yeah. but um oh, i uh so good yeah i'm i'm really enjoying it i kind of can't stop myself from uh from keeping drinking it um i got one more <sighs> suckers <laughs> I know. Full full yeah. dis- full disclosure here. I have poured this into a glass and tried it cuz I could. So. You I, you have to try it yeah. if you have easy access to it. You have to know how I mean, how it is. It says not to. I mean, I, if you yeah. don't have a part of your brain that, that itches when somebody tells you not to do something, I don't think that you're a person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And was and was um, it worse? Was it, it was it, it worse? It, it, I'm not going to say it's worse. It wasn't as good. It really it isn't. Yeah. There you it go. really isn't. There you go. Yeah, the aroma really is a part of it in containing that. It just that it's fat, it's trapped in that nice like, oh mm-hmm. god, it's just oh. like 
Yeah. Delicious. It's, it's got to be up there with one of my favorite smells now. And I'm going to be thinking about it, chasing it until <laughs> I get the next can. So a couple years back, uh, they don't I don't think I've, I haven't seen it in forever. Somebody was making hop candy. And huh. yeah, you could. And there were hard candies and somebody was just making them. And, you know, you, you pop one in your mouth and I'd say about a good solid minute. You'd be like, man, this is this right amount of sugar, right amount of hops. But after that minute, you were like, I got to spit this thing out. <laughs> it sounds, it sounds kind of gross to me. It's, it kind of does. It, it, you know, uh, it kind of was like you kind of like go, oh, what am I going to do with this now? So it's like kind of because, you know, with beer, you know, you kind of can get a good you know, solid burst of that flavor. And then you're, you kind of done. You're, you kind of can rinse your palate, but man, when it's yeah, constant, and you can just leave it until you want that again. And then you take another drink. Exactly. But yeah. candy just sits there. Yeah. Yeah. It gross. I, I don't think they're still doing it, but it was kind of funny because they were, <laughs> their, their whole pitch was, it was organic and they used honey, like from local honey. And mm. I mean, like, like you felt good buying it too. Like you're like, Oh yeah. Locally grown, you know, harvested honey. And, locally grown hops it's like oh hell yeah i'm buying this it's like what how yeah. much is it oh it's six dollars for five pieces fuck yeah give me that you know it's yeah like, <laughs> that's got to be good right uh, yeah. uh listeners keep an eye out because i want to i want to taste it and record our uh, oh, reactions to, <laughs> to oh, no. all trying to eat hop candy everybody can just listen to us we'll become an asmr channel where you just hear us sucking on candy and then <laughs> I, I want to come back. I want to come back for that one. <laughs> <laughs> when we find it, you'll be back. You'll be back. That's right. Yeah. All um, right, Derek. So, okay. All right. Enough stalling. Um, <laughs> fight, fighting games. Um, a yeah, new, of a, course. A new, character, no, I'm <laughs> a new character just dropped for uh, Guilty Gear Strive, Happy Chaos. He's like a kind of a demon gunslinger character. He's got some really interesting mechanics. Um, he's cool he's weird he's very cool and very weird um but yeah he he has a gun in a in a fighting game a gun that has you have to hit buttons to activate your aim and then you have to you can shoot in between your combos but when you're aiming you can't block it's very complicated he has three meters instead of normal characters usually have one meter of things that you have to worry about so he's complicated but uh got to play some matches with him uh, online and with a couple friends and um, that was a whole lot of fun. And then uh, this past weekend was uh, CEO, uh, which is a big North American uh, fighting game championship tournament. Uh, didn't hold it last year, but it was yeah. uh, over this last weekend, first weekend in December in Florida. And Arc System Works, the developers of um, uh, so many Gear. Things. Just so many things. So many, yeah. so many things. <laughs> a lot of games that I love, uh, obviously. Um they have been steadily implementing rollback netcode, which I've talked about at length several times on the show, uh, to their older games. And Garrett might actually die if they implement it in Dragon Ball Fighters. They're, oh, they're, they already oh. said that they're not going to. Um, okay. There's there's too many licenses. So Gar- Garrett will live. Craziness. I'll live <laughs> uh, for now. Um, for now, I, I can hope for the sequel. But um, yeah. uh, their Blast Blue series, which I haven't really played a whole lot of but they're going back in in two of those games they're implementing rollback netcode for the ps4 and the steam versions um the yeah. early next year so you're gonna have really good online netcode for some really uh solid fighters um here pretty soon that have had classic horrible horrible netcode <laughs> i i played the first 
blaze blue um and really enjoyed it it was it's really weird and like it has that arxis smoothness and it looks really beautiful but um uh but i never really played any of the other blaze blue games and um and so these two i think it's continuum shift and cross tag battle uh central fiction Central Fiction. It's a, it's another anime name, so yeah, you know. I think it's another nonsense. Might have been smashing a prior. Verbs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, smashing birds. I said smashing Smash- verbs, but they're not verbs. Smashing they're, birds. Yeah. And I was that like, just makes me think of Randy Johnson. What? <laughs> All right. But yeah, yeah, I'm I'm excited to check these out. Uh, Garrett very kindly gifted me uh, cross tag, so I'm pretty psyched to play with my favorite Persona characters in that. Yeah, I totally didn't go because they're having a sale and gift a bunch of my friends on Steam a fighting game. Um, so I, did, I didn't play it with you. <laughs> hey, man, if you're gonna if you're gonna I, ask I people to do something that they probably don't want to do, you gotta at least like you know put up some money for it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> then they feel guilty. <laughs> guilty no, gear. I don't feel guilty. I'm just excited to play. It. <laughs> but yeah. other than that, you know, I'm really excited about that. Um, uh, excited for the game awards this week. I'm hoping that there's some. Uh, some fighting game stuff happening. Like I don't care yeah. about the awards, but I mean, it's pretty much like E3 part two. Um, and since E3 sucks now, this is the <laughs> best thing that we can hope for, for video game Christmas. So looking forward yeah. to that. If anybody has the connections to pull together a bunch of cool, um, reveals, it'll be Jeff Keighley. I have a funny story about E3. Okay. Ooh, let's All hear right. it. So I got a wild hair up my butt one year. And I talked to like a group of my friends and we were going to make a fake design group to get in. That's awesome. <laughs> I still get emailed to this day from E3 um, <laughs> about announcements. Um, and it is harder than you think to actually fake your way in uh, to get into E3. Um, and that was years <laughs> ago. Uh, but we got pretty darn close. I'll say that much. We got pretty darn close. That's awesome. That's delightful. <laughs> that's a awesome. fake design well, company what was the name e3 i i don't remember that wasn't my part my part was just oh, i came okay. up with a crazy idea and i was figuring out the logistics of like getting us all there so um i'm not a programmer and stuff but like i had a buddy that was like oh yeah i totally can work on this and at you know this angle and like like i was i think i had sent like two or three different like applications in or something i don't remember like i was just like okay we gotta fill this out like who can we can vouch for this. <laughs> That's awesome. But it That's does really cool. It, it doesn't work because, like, our, my first recollection of what E3 was was like, oh man, this is the best video games like upcoming. Like, who doesn't want to go to E3? I was like, I don't right. care what it costs. Yeah. Like, it's like for me, like, I know people like pay arms and legs to go to like, uh, what's the Comic Con in San Diego? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I got yeah. friends that like they live in California and they still pay a ton of money to go to that. Um, and I screw Comic Con. I want to go to E3. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I want to go and play all the latest, hottest stuff. Um, I got more stories to go over to in this episode, but um, to <laughs> me, E3 was my like, like my mine and my best friend Tony, who by the way makes Zach's collection look like nothing. I guarantee it. Um, <laughs> oh, <man>. That's <laughs> impressive. It um, makes me sad. <laughs> um you can and, I'll, I, I, and I'll, I'll go over more of that um actually i gifted well i gifted a uh cabinet a mortal combat cabinet i gifted a mortal combat cabinet 
to my friend Tony, and he repurchased um, at cost of what I paid for my Street Fighter, my Street Fighter Two Turbo um, cabinet. Full. Oh, wow. cool! Um, awesome. But I got I I mean I don't want to get too much onto what I have. I mean, so but you mentioned E three. I was like, oh, I'm going to jump in and tell that silly yeah. little story about us no. trying to sneak in, but it didn't. That's work. awesome. It's I harder than I you thought... think. It's way harder than you think. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about doing that for a long time. Um, by the time I would have gotten it together to to do that, uh, packs started happening and started being a more local to us and more accessible way to to see some of those similar things. And um, now now it feels like E three and packs are both very different from what they used to be. But that definitely felt like wow, I got to go to E three kind of. <laughs> yeah. So did any of you ever go to the Rose City Retro Game? Um, event. No, it, nope. it happened never a couple of years. You never heard of it. It's, I, it's never I heard of it. I've heard of it, but I've I've wanted to go, but I never got around to it. I haven't heard of the Rose City one. I've heard of the Portland Retro Game Expo. Yeah, yeah, Portland. Yeah, Portland. Okay. Yeah, well, Portland. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've I've heard of it, and I've wanted to go to it really badly, but I haven't been yet. Okay, when it, uh, I have a feeling it will start back up again. You know, once this whole COVID stuff gets wrapped up, like everything else. Um, and when I do, I will be reaching out to you all. So yeah, we'll have yeah. to go. For oh sure. yeah, I think we'll go. Be awesome. That'll be that would mm-hmm. be awesome. What what time of the year Good does trip. it usually happen? Uh, I think I want to say about around September. I'm yeah, okay, around. that sounds right. I was gonna say hey, fall. Here's yeah, hoping fall. for 2022. That would be a that would be an awesome uh, beer and video game weekend. Uh, and that's pretty much what it is. It's like because it's uh, it's all it. Unfortunately. Uh, Ping pong or ping pong, uh, crap. Sorry, the beer's already getting to me. Holy cow! <laughs> <laughs> I got brain punched. Um, <laughs> uh, pinball, uh, Ooh, yeah, takes over, and it really the last couple of years it kind of, kind of took over mo- most of it. That's, um, there's a really, there's a really big pinball uh, competitive tournament scene, uh, at least there was here with um, ground control. I don't know if you guys have heard of that. Yeah. Um, yeah oh my god you guys keep shaking your head on stuff i actually have a ground control hoodie because the other day uh they're located downtown portland um they're awesome they're so cool um they are very large uh they are after 5 p.m it's 21 and old 21 and older only um and uh, it's it's beautiful i mean if you're into gaming you're in portland pinball bar um a part of it is but it's also video games they used to host street fighter 2 uh tournaments Yeah, they're they're a pretty notable. I'm surprised Garrett hasn't heard of them because ground control is such a big part mm-hmm. of like competitive arcade fighting games these days. Well, to um, be honest, I mean, because of having to watch a lot of stuff online and just recently getting into like yeah. competitive fighting games, I've been watching a lot of East Coast stuff because there's a lot more East Coast uh, people that like stream and like record tournaments. So it gives me a way to watch it, but yeah, I mean that sounds awesome. Like if I lived near there, I'd probably be there every weekend. Oh, the, dude, you and I, you and I would be there. Yeah, you and I <laughs> yeah. would be there. Yeah. No doubt. Well, um, next, next time we're down there for an event, we gotta swing by there. Well, Hell, you stay... I, I want to plan a trip soon. <laughs> like, <I'm laughs> yeah, gonna... <laughs> I know, right? So uh, uh, Thursday night is free night. So pretty much, ten... it's not free, but it's free to play. They call it free to play. You pay your ten dollars, you go in and you play whatever you want. Um, and they have. Wow. Uh, they just actually reopened the older part, which was closed. Um, uh, th- they've been doing a little bit of remodeling. Um, they reached out to the community and asked everybody to, 
hey, you know, it's COVID downtown Portland. If you've kept up with politics at all, you know, it's not the best. And they're kind of in the heart of that little more, you know, not yeah. so friendly area. Um, hmm. And really, Portland's not bad. It's yeah, you got to be smart about it. Like four of us going. Yeah, we're the biggest. I mean, it's the same as Seattle. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of parts of Seattle that are kind of dangerous and there are a lot of great places to go in those parts of seattle and yeah it's i think any big city it's impossible to avoid having some parts that are a little sketchier but but yeah ground control is super cool and i really can't wait to go back whenever i whenever i can yeah and they were pretty much reaching out to the community and saying hey we just got a bunch of the hoodies in and t-shirts and they got great art on their hoodies and 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 t-shirts and uh even taking the time and looking at that um I think you might even find something uh, you might like, um, and it just I helps them stay after this. It, it, it helps them stay in business. I got the one with the it, it's uh, like gladiators and or the 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 old spaceship uh, scrolling games and oh cool oh like Galaga um, Galaga or, thank not you. Galaga yeah Galaga yeah Galaga it's like Galaga. Yep. okay cool yep Raiden and that's the one I purchased because um, they're like hey come and help us out and. You know, we got all these in every sizes that's needed, you know, and I was like, oh, hell yeah, I'll buy a hoodie. You know, I love hoodies. So, um, yeah, I was actually going to support, uh, sport it on um, Saturday, but I forgot. It got oh. into oh. the wash. So, oh, <laughs> man. Well, we had a, a um, Reset Games, which is kind of like a local used game store. Um, they had an arcade. Well, it was a barcade. They served alcohol there. It was all ages until a certain time and then kind of like ground control but very very small like yeah it, it's kind of like you remember going to a pizza arcade it was like it was like that except for instead of pizza it was just arcade machines against everything and a bunch yeah. of pinball but um they recently remodeled and i just went in there uh, the other day i was doing some some gift shopping and uh they doubled their space they knocked down the wall between the old arcade since they couldn't have it open for so long and mm-hmm. half of the store is arcade machines and half of the store is just uh, games that you can buy. You can try. Um, it's a cool local game store. So um, if you're ever in the area, we at least have one kind of arcade to go to. Uh, well, there's know. the Ruckus Room downtown. Yeah, um, that's... I always forget about that place. The Ruckus Room is cool. It also has pinball. Um, Do they have fighting like games, pinball. though? Uh, they have at least a few. I think I remember there being some manner of Mortal Kombat. I think it's MK3. Do they have Mm. fighting games? (laughs) (laughs) It's not an arcade if they don't have fighting games. I'm sorry. That's (laughs) my, that's my bar. If it doesn't have fighting games, it's not an arcade. What what if they have every other type of game, but (laughs) but they've got Dance Dance Revolution. Then it's an, it's an amusement center. They've got Area 51. They've got pinball machines. Amusement center amusement center yeah i know not an arcade um they uh yeah they have some ticket games um those those sorts of things but uh and they have a bunch of pinball but they also have um they actually have tetris the grandmaster which is really really cool um i don't know if you know what that is but it's like no hard what that is hardcore tetris for people who are good at tetris oh Um, so not me got it yeah or me (laughs) <laughs> it's it's fun. I'm I I'm okay at Tetris. Tetris. I'm terrible at what's Tetris uh, at this Tetris. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's the that's the adult. That's theme. for a, a different podcast. 
<laughs> oh, yeah, Zach, you're doing an anime podcast, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, eventually. It's got squiddies, tentaculturists. All the tentacles. <laughs> <laughs> I think the beer's getting on top of all of us. <laughs> Speak for yourself. So, hey, so so seeing that we're talking about arcades, and uh, one of the first arcades I ever went to, besides Wonderland, for anyone that's from the Pacific Northwest, Portland, Beaverton area, would know of Wonderland. But there was another one, that, unfortunately, I can't remember the name, but Street Fighter 2 was, I want to say it was Turbo, but it might not have been Turbo. It might have just been straight up Super Street Fighter 2. And okay. and back when uh, I don't know what the episode was, but Garrett was talking about when you put the quarters on there, and and this was such a hot spot. There was a crowd of like I kid you not, like it was right out of a movie. There was like eight or ten people just standing around Street Fighter, Super Street Fighter two. Wow! And there was a kid. I kid you not. I haven't. I've only seen this one other time, and the other time was in Japan. Um, but th- this kid could play with his hand like this on the joystick. And I, what I'm doing is a circle motion with my thumb and my four. It's finger. like the okay kind of. Yeah, the okay. Yep. Like, and he could hit all six buttons and he could do it one handed. And he was ruling that machine. And everybody that was standing around was there to try to take this. Li- I mean, the kid was like a kid. I'm not t- kidding you. No adult. I'm talking like maybe. Yeah. 14-year-old, 15-year-old kid, one-handed, was beating everybody like this. He's got those youthful reflexes. (laughs) Like this. That's crazy. And it works. So I'm going to add to my story because I just mentioned Japan. And yes, I went to Japan. And when Uh, I did go to Japan. Yeah, Japan's amazing. It's amazing. And when I went, Street Fighter 4 just came out. So in Japan. Oh. So... An arcade in Japan, well, first off, it's 50% smoke and yep. 50% like video games and people. And it stinks like the high hell. And you feel like you are in hell. <laughs> and so you sit down to a console to play. And then you're like, the smoke goes from like here to here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just eye to eye level. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was great because first off, I was a very tall American with a mohawk. A purple mohawk on to boot, mm. and there to play Street Fighter Four, you actually had to go and purchase a card, and this card yeah. actually kept track of all your stats. I've lost the card. I actually wanted to show oh. it off. It was like it's somewhere, hopefully still, but I have a feeling I lost and it, it. And it, it keeps like your costume date, right? If you want to like customize your dude, uh, possibly, but I couldn't read it. I just knew that I just wanted to play. <laughs> And the guy, I, I, I was standing in line to play, but I could never play because you could not even play without the card. You had to go get the card. Yep. So mm-hmm. you, I walked over. I bought the card. He, somebody, and everybody in Japan, if you've ever been or if you ever want to go, you got to go. It's, I want to go back so bad. It's a, yeah, it's amazing. So he walked me over. You, there's a machine. You don't even get to choose your card. I really wanted Sagat because Sagat is, is, is king. Um, and so <laughs> I didn't get Sagat. Especially in launch Street Fighter 4. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Um, so I got my card, and I got a play, and thankfully, Katie, my wife, knew that this was, I hate to say it, but it was like, I wouldn't shut up about it, because I, <laughs> I was like, if I don't go to hey, an arcade, <laughs> if I don't go to an arcade in Japan, I'm going to shoot myself, and Street Fighter 4 just, I mean, it just came out. So, and there, they were all grouped in these like you had to play each other. Like you couldn't play yeah. the story. 
Um, and I don't even know if there, if there was a story, to be honest with you, because, mm-hmm. I mean, you were always fighting somebody. And it was, like, I always sucked so bad. Because, number one, mm-hmm. like, I'm just going, okay, this has got to be, like, super, you know, Street Fighter 2, you know, I, I can figure this out. Mm-hmm. I eventually, I, mean, kinda. I eventually did. Um, I pissed off a couple people by the time I left. Let's put it that way. Um, <laughs> not at this, not at the location. Actually, the first location it was Takayama, and they whooped my ass. And but, oh god, I got so much. Uh, sorry, guys, I bear with no. me. No, no, um, right. So I like story time with with Uncle Chip. Yeah. So <laughs> I got my. We finally ass. found someone older than us. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing too. I'm 43, so I, I got a couple years. Um, uh, and playing there, I, I, again, I saw the one guy, the guy, and they smoke a cigarette. They'll smoke a cigarette like this and they'll play and, <laughs> and just, wow. And it's just like, holy shit. Like you guys are freaking masters. And sure enough, like I would end up like, I'd maybe win my first match, maybe possibly my second match. I was losing my third match every time. Um, mm-hmm. I, it was ever how that, how the system rotated you. Right. But going back to that location, it was a ex- honestly incredible experience. Obviously, you can tell from my um, the way I'm probably coming across here. But <laughs> while I was there in Takayama, there was a Street Fighter Third Strike competition happening. Oh, and that's the game that you want to see the high level stuff in because that is that is a game designed for co- competition. So did you know that Street Fighter 3 Third Strike actually in Japan is different than the American version? Oh. Yes. Well, I I I knew that uh Nick and Zach did, I did not know that. <laughs> nope. So not a clue. Th- so there I, I think I think the scale is Garrett knew uh I didn't know uh, and Zach didn't know and didn't care. <laughs> yep, you got it. <laughs> you're, you're trapped now. This is our podcast. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, hey, I'm just I'm just listening to the story. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, that's no, great. So there was a huge crowd there, and and as I'm playing Street Fighter Four, and they must have, and it was like it was on the side. It was um, it, they were playing actually on like cabinets with the screens, huge screens up. And there, so the whole, like, anyone that plays Street Fighter, especially 3, 3 is when the counters came in. It's a huge part of the game. Like, if, you, if you're if you a Street Fighter player and you want to tell me you're good, you can't tell me you're good until you can tell me you're good at that game. Oh, um, yeah. Until you're a master of alpha counters. Yes. Absolutely. And if you want to watch parries. some of, yeah, the parries, like, if you, if you can't parry properly, I've watched some incredible games, and Garrett's probably watched the same ones, where... I've watched people go from zero counter just right and come back and win. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what happened in Japan. What I got to experience, I was watching these matches and, and they blow up, dude. It's like being at a sports arena. People get so enthusiastic and it's so loud and everybody's cheering. And the minute that combo hits and when that combo hits in Japan, especially at this time, um, because it was the Japanese version, it doesn't end. The combo, I think, ended, like, one of them was, like, 99. Like, it has ended at 99. <laughs> like, it just oh. kept going. It was just, like, he was up in the air. Just, like, he never came back down. And then he comes wow. back down, KO. And it was just, like, it was crazy. And that's... It's like Marvel here. It, that was pretty much it. Like, once somebody got those combinations off, that was it. Yeah, it, it was over. Well, uh, I, I, Chip, I went in 2019... And I got to go to Akihabara 
and I went to the five Sega. I went to every single one because my wife was like, yeah, we're going to Akihabara. I went to all five um, looking for a game to play. Tekken 7 was still huge in the arcades there. They still had Street Fighter 5, a bunch of stuff. But yeah, they had those those multi-system cabinets where you, you had to have a card. So I bought a Sega card and um, I went to the Arc System one and I played Guilty Gear and I played... If there weren't, if there wasn't anybody there, they connected to the other arcades and they had like an online system. So you were always playing another person or there was always somebody to like challenge you to play, but it made me really sad. Well, before I get to the sad part, it's really funny listening to Chip talk about like the smoke level. Cause I can totally see it, it because there's a line on the wall of where the smoke <laughs> was. <laughs> um, because of the new smoking laws in Japan, they actually are ousted into their own room now. There's no smoking on the floor. So it's like on one level of like the five or six story arcade is the smoking level. And it is packed. And you don't know how many people are in there because it's just gray. <laughs> <laughs> it's I imagine like, you just like open the doors and it's just like, and it's just like oh, a, a, a it, wave. It's, of it's Super Spy, you know, in that car that's, the gas is <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> well, what's crazy is whatever their filtration or, or vacuum system they have in there is amazing because none none of the smoke poured out ever. <laughs> wow. I arrived in a very anti-smoking Japan, uh, which was, I'm sure, very, very different than than That's the one so that Chip entered. Yeah. No. And um so so but the sad part is um I believe at this point in time, of time of recording, three out of five, or maybe even five out of five of the Sega arcades in Akihabara have permanently closed. Um, when I was there, it was September, you know, um, and there was probably like less than 10% of the total capacity of that place. And, you know, it was just, it's just really sad. You know, the, ar- the arcade scene was way different in the US than it was in Japan. And I think it held out a lot longer in Japan, but those days are are gone and there are some heavy heavy rumors out there that uh sega is actually going to be acquired by microsoft here pretty soon so yeah uh, i think we've talked about that before yeah probably but uh that's that's my unfortunate um sad state of the japanese arcade um i i wish that i could have seen it in its prime glory like chip did but uh, i appreciate (laughs) you sharing that story because i can i can at least visualize it and it sounds sounds glorious and I think I said Takayama, and that's incorrect. It was Kyoto. I'm par- I apologize. So, oh, in, cool. If anyone in says Kyoto, if, if anyone says Takayama, that's like a very small town. Yeah, wasn't in Takayama. Guarantee it. It was in Kyoto. So. <laughs> very cool. <sighs> so cool. Well, since uh, since Garrett made everyone all sad with his news of the Sega arcades closing, uh, Chip, bring us back up. Tell us what you've been playing. Uh man, I I probably should go last. I've been playing a ton. Um. <laughs> Nice. Uh, Very cool. All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go next then, real quick. Yeah. I've been playing okay. Pokemon. I've been playing one thing, Pokemon Shining Pearl, because Nick said not <laughs> to get it, and I did anyway. <laughs> oh no way! I, it's a Nintendo Switch game, and Zach bought it. Oh, no. I mean, it's that it's that thing. Somebody tells you not to do something, and you want to do it. Yeah, my brain tickled. <laughs> yeah, Chip is holding so. up his Switch right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's fun. I, I'm enjoying it. I never played the Pearl um, or Diamond, like I mentioned last week, and uh, yeah, it's. It's enjoyable so far. I haven't played a lot yet, though, so I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna reserve more conversation for it for the future. It's probably the worst uh, generation of 
uh, Pokemon, but I think like the worst Pokemon is still really like charming and addictive and fun. And uh, I've been playing it a bunch too. Um, just just kind of trekking my way through. I have seven gym badges out of eight. I've one, so there's that. um, that's that's how get, little I've played. You're getting there. Ooh, I see a pretty sweet Pokemon Go dude on uh, on Chip's phone here. I'm level pretty... I'm level forty two, so that's how nerd i am on that and i got a story i got a story behind that as well so (laughs) was your was your avatar doing air guitar yeah yeah that's awesome (laughs) with a sableye i love it yeah all right nick what have you been playing buddy i've been playing that um i've also been playing final fantasy 14 surprise to no one um and what final fantasy oh check mark check mark the box (laughs) check the box (laughs) garrett talks about his wife uh final fantasy 14 garrett talks about (laughs) You know, we gotta we got fighting games. Oh no, no, yeah, I, I, I got I got a list game. right here. I'm, I'm I got a couple more to check mark. So. Chip's got a bingo oh, card. He's, I was, yeah, he's, I was just he's gonna say bingo. He's got co-ops bingo. Hey, at least we're known for something, <laughs> even right. if it's terrible and over. It's probably closing in on blackout at this point. Uh, good stuff. Um, but yeah, there. Uh, it's it's big. Um, it's actually a bit surprising that I've been playing at all because it's so difficult to get in to the servers uh, because they're so congested. A friend of mine was telling me that it took like two hours to get into a server and you have to be actively sitting there like with the controller in hand like every 30 minutes it'll it'll like kick it'll boot you out and you have to jump back in real quick or else you lose your spot in line which is extremely irritating it's not always that long i've seen it take 45 minutes or an hour uh to wait in the the queue to to log in but that's only at peak times um Mm. and uh square enix has been nice enough to uh post publicly the peak times for each server uh and so like this morning um i played for a little bit around 7 30 a.m and uh didn't have a queue at all didn't didn't have to wait at all uh and sometimes that's the case and sometimes you'll get a queue of like three thousand people um and uh yeah so i haven't so, played it sounds like when wow classic came out and we were all using vpns <laughs> to, to queue at work <laughs> before we got like off work we were queuing yep. so that it was like ready by the time we got home and we're ready to play two hours later. So that hard pass. Right. I have like a solid thirty minutes to maybe an hour if I'm lucky to do anything, and it's not waiting in line to play a fucking that, video game. That's why I started it at work when it, yep. before I got home. That's <laughs> yeah. too much effort. <laughs> yeah, too much I'll, effort. I'll, dude. Like very little. I want to pop in a game. I want to <laughs> turn something on. I want to play, and I want to be done with it and go. And I that's had why some fighting fun games time, are so, and then and then I go so to good. sleep, and then it's the next day. Exactly. Yeah, and, <laughs> mm-hmm, and the switch is perfect for that. You just press the power button and pause it for however long you want. Um, but yeah, usually I've been like queuing up and then going and doing something else. Or once you're in, you're in, and you can stay in for as long as you want. Um, Nick, but Nick, uh, Nick, I'm a little bit surprised. You don't even like wait. You don't even like like waiting for the game to load. How are you? Like, <laughs> how are you waiting two hours to play a game? I mean, come on. I mean, yeah, it is. It is only because this game is worth it, uh, because Final Fantasy 14 is really, really something else. It's really on on another level, um, especially as MMOs are concerned. It's so like once you're in the game, it has such a respect for your time. And there, like there are some grindy elements, but they're all um, they're all non-essential um 
you you can you can absolutely get everything you need out of that game without doing any um any particular anything more than once um and the story is is really excellent and um yeah, I I'm still a little bit behind. I didn't quite finish all of the story leading up to Endwalker before Endwalker came out, which is the new expansion. Shame. Um, I know. So I'm I'm still like a couple patches away. Um but I have been playing the new jobs. Uh so if you're not familiar, Final Fantasy 14 instead of classes has jobs and your same character can pick up any number of jobs. Uh so I've collected all of them cuz you know um gotta catch them and all. uh yeah and so the the new ones are uh sage which is a healer that uses these four little like floating laser robots mm-hmm. they're kind of like options from our type um they like float around you and shoot lasers and heal heal people and uh it's kind of complicated it it has this one spell called eucrasia that uh modifies a bunch of your other spells so it's sort of like it's just a a little tweak to the way that they work um like it turns your damage spell into a damage over time uh and it, it makes it really dynamic and interesting to play uh but the main one that i've been playing is reaper uh, which has a giant scythe and a like demon companion that you summon for some of your attacks. And that doesn't uh, sound like Reaper. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, everybody play Final Fantasy 14 Endwalker. You can be Dr. Laser Hands or you can be Edgelord. <laughs> you can. Uh, Ed- Edgelord one. number three because or Dragoons both. are already Edgelords <laughs> and Dark Knights are already Edgelords. And so now you have a third Edgelord. Look at uh, that. Like Dr. Laser Hands. <laughs> So, <laughs> Dr. Laserhands is what I'm... Screw the Edgelord. Dr. Laserhands is the way to go. So, <laughs> yeah. so are all these characters from Final Fantasy? Or are these from others? Um, I mean, I'm an outsider, no. like, trying to understand the joke a little bit. But I'm, it's, <laughs> oh, no, but I'm leading to something, though. Names. I'm leading to something. So. No, there's no Dr. Laserhands in Final Fantasy, but I really think that they need to have one now. <laughs> uh, I'm sure there's somebody on 14 who has the name Dr. Laserhands. I'm sure. Well, I just thought there is now. Maybe there was like a character that had laser fingertips and was like, "Ooh, that's cool." <laughs> uh, yeah, both of these classes are actually entirely new, and a lot of the stuff in Endwalker is new to fourteen. in In the past, they've had stuff that's references to other games, and there are actually a lot of references to four in for in uh, in Endwalker. Um, partly because you go to the moon, like you do in uh, in four. Uh, oh yeah, I asked Skyler if he was the moon hero yet, and he was just like, "Fuck you." <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't had enough time to become the moon hero. He said he's close to becoming the moon hero. So, oh, very good. Yeah, yeah I haven't even even gotten there yet. Partly because I'm so stuck on Reaper because it's really fun. It's a little bit slower paced than a lot of the other classes. Um, I don't want to get too deep into it, but if you know Final Fantasy XIV, you know that there are um, like the global cooldown. This is this is like super in-depth MMO stuff, but the global cooldown is two and a half seconds. So you use a skill and then two and a half seconds later, you can use another skill. And there are other ones uh, that you can sort of weave in between, uh, but only specific ones that don't care about the global cooldown. And what Reaper does is most of its power is centered on the global cooldown. So you don't have as many buttons to press in between. Um, and so you have to be careful about those buttons that you press, but... Um, but you only really have to worry about it every couple of seconds, uh, which 
compared to some other classes like ninja which has so many off global cooldown spells um uh it's it's really quite an exercise for your thumbs uh and your fingers trying to to hit them all in correct sequence hey Uh, hey hey nick sorry to interrupt you there i i did have a question you said final fantasy 4 so is that u.s final fantasy 2 Yes. 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 So I <laughs> okay. I tend I tend oh, to I use... guess I guess I should should clarify for for uh, it was I had forgotten last episode when we recorded Chip suggested that when we talk about these things we mention that there are different versions and and what they may be because we we were mentioning Final Fantasy two and how shitty of a game it was. He's like that game's amazing. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> that is <laughs> yeah. Okay. I Hands- love Cecil and Rosa. See, but see, but that's that's crazy because I know it as Final Fantasy IV because when I was introduced to it, it was on the PSP and it was like 3D and everything, and that's the first that's- time I ever heard of it. Yeah, and that's funny because I got introduced to it very slightly earlier on the DS when it was also called Final Fantasy. Well, I'm the old fucker, and I had it on Super Nintendo, <laughs> and so here's what's funny. So and so, yeah, like yeah, like when I talk about loving Final Fantasy VI, that that would be three to you. Yeah, and yeah. I hated that. Um, <laughs> no, but like. So going on this Final Fantasy kicking up is I've been dying for this to come up because I knew it would. This is yes. the the hop the co hops Final Fantasy podcast um, <laughs> yeah, <basically>. segment um, <laughs> and um, <clears throat> Final Fantasy two for me was this is back when I was really young. So of course everybody I named in the game was like a friend or somebody I liked or whatever, and it's got oh I love it so. Your your best friend, who's the dragoon who backstabs mm-hmm. you, was my best friend, Tony. Oh. So, <laughs> like, when that happens in the game, sorry, spoilers for all those out there that haven't played uh, to a US for Japan. Uh, Final 20 Fantasy. Years old. Yeah. Um, God, I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> it's older than that, let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah, it's that's older fair. Than that. um, so, when that happens, I was like, that's, <laughs> that's awesome, and I hate it. It's just, mm-hmm. it, it's, yeah. It's so great. Um, Fuck you, Tony. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Tony. God damn it. <laughs> and, and then, and then the game wraps up with him standing on a hill. I'm like, what the, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wow. He's like pissing on my grave. I got, I got, I got to marry the hot chick, but what the hell? You're the warrior. At what cost? Yeah. Oh God, that game That's is great. so good. Um, and uh, yeah, there- it's it is so good. It's it's one of my favorites still. It was my first Final Fantasy that I finished. Can you guys do the Excalibur trick on that, where you can like spawn Excalibur over and over and over again, and you Ooh. and you just sell it? <laughs> so <laughs> you spawn it to buy armor. all the other awesome armor. It was just like, oh man. Ooh. Well, I know that they didn't they release like some some extra story to it or something afterwards they did so there's um the version that you played actually the psp version um i think includes uh the after years which is oh. a a so series of um it's a series of episodic um expansions that originally came out on japanese mobile phones um pre i iphone hmm. uh and apparently they're oh, terrible God. so i have not bothered to play them but maybe i will eventually yeah, I was like, the ending was a lot different for me, Chip, and it was kind of lame. So <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I remember what you're talking about, but yeah, there were some weird side stories at the end. Nope that that's yeah, the ending. You where, played the bad uh, Your version. buddy 
is on the the mountain just like pissing on you, you know? It's just like mm-hmm. that's how I saw it. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But so a re- a real quick derailment. I'm sorry. I just poured the this dark German lager that has like a dog on the front. It's called Bark and Bark in the Dark, and I'm not gonna review it this episode. It legit smells like dog food. Ooh. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah, it smells like it smells like you opened a wet can of pedigree that Ooh, you have feed your dog. Disgusting. I I watched this um this uh bartender YouTube channel called How to Drink. Uh at least I started doing this recently and uh I watched an episode where he made a recipe from a 1970s cookbook called a beef fizz. Um <laughs> <laughs> which which is um it sounds so gross it is uh it is beef canned beef broth um lemon juice and uh ginger ale mm. and that sounds like let's just combine the three things that are left in my pantry before i go to the grocery store <laughs> it really, it really and try does. to drink it yep and he said um, it smells exactly like dog food so yeah uh, perhaps it, you are accidentally drinking a beef fizz it smells like dog food. It does not taste like dog food, but oh, it's like cat food. It smells like dog food. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. That, that just does not sound pleasant. Um, going back to the wonderful Final Fantasy uh, segment. Um, so this is okay. So RGPs, like in general, for me, like typically are too grindy. Um, and yeah. to 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 be honest, the last I mean, I played a ton of them, and the problem is I keep going back to them. I'm a huge Disgaea fan, which is not quite, but kind of. Um, yeah. Uh, close enough. Close enough. Um, tactics. Final Fantasy Tactics, by the way, to me is like, I mean, I could play that. I could pick that up tomorrow and be like so happy playing that. Um, sorry, getting derailed. I need, I need to go. I need to go back to Tactics. I've uh, I've tried to start it a few times and and got fell off of it for various reasons. But yeah. um, one of one of the raid series in uh, in fourteen is actually a return to the world of Tactics in twelve, and uh, was Evil written Reese. by the yeah, uh, and it was written by the guy who directed those games. So it's it was a it was a pretty cool raid series, and it was cool to see those settings and characters again. Yeah, they made like a mobile app version of tactics that you I, I i actually jumped on it because they brought tactics characters back into it um and i can't remember the names right now i'm too punched brained drunk in the head <laughs> um but anyhow but i i got into that even for a quick spell um but the last final fantasy i ever played because personally as an old fart everything after <laughs> seven looks like shit to me um That's funny. i i didn't like I mean, like when they tried bringing back the mages and the all the old like school art, I didn't didn't quite interest me. And then when they went with this, the the cool kids in the car, I was like, oh hell no, that's just stupid. <laughs> um, you, you know, I feel you there. The first few hours of fifteen is super dumb, and the rest of it I enjoyed. But uh, but yeah, it's really easy to bounce off fifteen. So here's what's silly. So when seven came out, it was actually on PS. Um, I got the T-shirt. I got all like they marketed the crap out of that game and I had it all like we paid for the big bundles and I was grinding it. My buddy Tony was grinding it and my buddy Tony goes, oh, I beat it. And I'm over at his place one night and I go, oh, let's watch the ending. So that way I don't have to fucking beat this game anymore. I'm done. (laughs) I never. I mean, I stopped playing it. I mean, I was just like, oh, I saw the ending. I'm done. You know, I'm like, 
I'm done. Mm-hmm. I, That's funny. I was like, I am not going to grind anymore. I'm fucking tired of it. <laughs> it's like my friend who had uh, his his party was a higher level, had more gear than everyone else in, in our friend group, but he never actually beat the game because he watched his brother beat it. So he was like, eh, I don't hey. really have any desire to actually do it myself. No, yeah. it, that's so funny. It was like when Garrett talked, uh, I don't know how many podcasts back this is going for you guys, but uh, about uh, Chrono Trigger. He's like, no, nah, I'm done. Mm-hmm. and i'm like oh man. yeah and that was one of the questions i was going to have for all three of you is like you know how many games do you think you start and you don't actually finish and oh the we, we all we all look at yeah. zach <laughs> we all look at zach well I mean, we all I, leer, I, I we all leer at zach and zach's just like i played this i played this i believe this, this, this and we're like We've been playing the same shit for three months, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Here's the thing. I start and I stop a lot of stuff. Uh, yeah. How far I, are you I, in I Shimigami Tensei 5? How far are you in Shimigami? SMT5, SMTV, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Until you can say it, I'm not going to answer your question. <laughs> Shimigami Tensei 5. Hey, you nailed it. Uh, like two hours. Okay, that's where you were last week, and yeah, you just I, bought another like 30 plus hour RPG and started playing that. This Pokemon. Yeah, I like Pokemon. It's good, Do you understand good. what I'm working with, Chip? Oh no! So <laughs> this is great because honestly, as somebody that listens to your guys' podcast, and I call myself Basic Chip for a lot of reasons because, um, well, first off, I'm on another podcast, but on this particular moment, it's like the games I like, Garrett. Garrett, like, I'm like, oh my god, like you and I are like on the same page. Like every time you mention something, I'm like. Yes. Oh, yes. My God. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my God. I I have to call attention to the incredible stack of games that Zach is holding <laughs> up. That is as tall as the webcam can. It's just sitting next to me. It's that's the problem I have. Wow. Yeah, I have a feeling that like yeah, Chip. I I don't remember if the podcast is even released now because we're so far from the whenever we recorded. Yeah, them, Zach. I talked about like what I liked. <laughs> What I liked about <laughs> what I liked about <laughs> video games, and it's just like the core game mechanic, and I feel like I can make some type of progression. Like I, I don't always have the most time, but when things that reward you for putting time into it and being able to do it in smaller chunks, um, just make make my life a lot easier because I feel like I'm not getting into this hundred plus hour thing where I'm not going to be able to save for forty five minutes. So awesome. you know, why am I? Why do I even start? Why do I even start this game? Exactly. And so and, and that's why I gravitate towards the experiences that I do. And I'm glad to have a champion oh. on my side, Chip. <laughs> well, hold on. Yeah. I want to jump in there real fast. Uh, a, a shout out to Kale, who listens to the show. Uh, he told me that Returnal has been fixed. And they <laughs> they fixed that problem yeah. where you couldn't uh, stop mid-run before. So mm-hmm. uh, guess I'm, what? I'm, I'm not buying to get back to it. a PS fucking five. Well, so, you're a loser, yeah. so... Oh. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Shots fired. Uh, hey, uh, you well, that you guys are bringing up systems. I don't own a PS5. I don't own an Xbox Series 1. Um what I have put down on is the st- stream stream Steam 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 deck. Steam deck. So here's what's funny. I had no idea what a Steam Deck was. I had no idea what Steam is. And the half time I'm listening to your guys' podcast, I'm like, what the hell does that acronym mean? And what the hell is kiting? And what the I know what grinding is. So uh, when I when I'm going back to basic chip, like some of the stuff, I'm like, you guys really need to like 
remember there's some idiots out there and I'm one of them and I'm like trying to follow and I'm like what the hell I'm old so <laughs> I I do I am bad at remembering to do that and I should uh, should do that more hey continue Chip no no you go ahead Garrett I mean no, pretty much I was I'm gonna... excited about it so 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 I Chip I am going to send you a link I talked about it on the podcast a while ago <laughs> but it's called the fighting game glossary oh, oh yeah it's good. it's a treasure trove of information and it actually has a term and then it has every game that it applies to and like what what the mechanic means what all this other stuff it's it's amazing so i'm gonna send you that after the after the episode sounds good but here's another thing you sold me on that uh steam i keep wanting to say box thank you steam deck steam deck Deck. because you're like and this got brought up in our little chat i don't have a tower i really don't have Mm -hmm. like having a tower for PC gaming is probably ideal, but I don't, first off, I don't have time and having something else I have to sit in front of a desk. I'm going to sit on my couch. And then you guys mentioned that Steam Deck, and I was like, oh, I got to look into this. And then, yeah. And then you can port it and then you can actually use it as a computer, even if you like, you can dock it. And to me, that's for somebody that doesn't want to invest in a PC and wants to be a part of the PC gaming, because honestly, I have such a heartburn. Um, It's a reason why I got out of playing any sort of first-person shooter. I always feel like whoever is on a PC is annihilating everybody on a console. I really feel like I get that everybody wants to cross-platform. I kind of don't want it um, as the type of player I am. I don't mind playing somebody on a PS4. I don't mind playing somebody on a xbox 360 what i do mind is the guy who's playing on a 19 inch or 13 inch screen with a fast mouse and a supercomputer and they're blowing us away and i got invited to modern warfare war god knows what and of course i'm the old probably war zone war zone and it took half of my memory on my xbox and a good friend (laughs) of mine was like you gotta play it so I get on there, and I'm part of the. And th- these guys are actually really good players, and I'm just the joke of the team. And and like a joke they always love bringing up is they were scoping something out, and they're like, "Okay, there's a sniper in the rooftop of this tower," and all of a sudden the the tower blows up because I got the rocket launcher, which nobody's gonna have, and I killed like five guys up in a tower, and they still bring it up to this day <laughs> because of the fact that I'm an idiot that runs around with a rocket launcher because I like. Fuck, I hate these. I know that's pretty sweet. So that's a super cool thing. (laughs) And I'm just like, they're like, they're they're up in that tower. I'm like, cool, boom. (laughs) I love it. Sometimes it just takes an outsider's perspective to accomplish. But I I hate those first person shooters so much. Um, Unless there's a scenario like if Garrett and and Nick and Zach, you all called me up and said you know what, let's play like Left 4 Dead and let's see if we can make it through like five levels tonight. You know, Mm -hmm. like to me, like us working together through a first person shooter is so much more entertaining than me in a box running around trying to headshot or kill people. And there are so many personalities out there like um, and seeing that I was playing that Warzone one, the the gold guy, the Russian guy that got caught on stream cheating. um, And... (laughs) Uh, I have no idea what you're about. Uh, sorry, I shouldn't even. Zach only plays Counter Strike, so that's. <laughs> well, but it's <laughs> I'm a out perfect of touch with streamers but, these days. But so. it's a perfect example, though. Like this guy had a 
a following and pretty much, you know, got caught cheating. And it's just like, really, your life revolves. And I get there's a lot of money to be made, I guess, now in this stuff. And that's another mm-hmm. yeah. my where my um, age. I It's not. It's so weird to me, too. Like, I'm the youngest of all of us. And I still think like that. It's just so weird that people are making millions for like being streamers and influencers. And there are some people who deserve it, but it seems like the the people who are making the money are the just the most loud mouth of them. Yeah. So and going back to my little rant here, get I'll get off my soapbox. Um I, I look forward <laughs> to having my Steam box. <laughs> Steam deck. Um deck, yes. So um, it'll come in a box. I don't know. I mean it looks fun. It looks great. It was worth the investment. I think it's a better investment personally than a PS5 or the um, Series One, personally, because of what it's kind of marginal. So I'm yeah. I'm glad that I have those consoles, but I um I think it's kind of kind of marginal. Um, well, and and I uh, think it's still too early to say though. Like they're oh they're, yeah, eventually. they're both still so new that it's hard to say right now which one is worth money. Um, because they're they're totally different experiences. Like I use my PlayStation and my Xbox a lot. Um, and for they're Netflix. used for different things. <laughs> oh, the other one's for Amazon. Yeah, yep. clearly one's for Hulu, yeah. one's for Amazon. But I no. but something that Garrett <laughs> brought up though, if I could get an Xbox Pass and I don't need a Series One, and I can mm-hmm, play mm-hmm. those games on my deck, why? I mean, to me, it's like why would mm-hmm. I ever buy a Series One? Number one, like Derek uh, Garrett was saying, and they they're not out yeah. for to sell a console console is money out of their pocket you know i mean they want my ten dollars fifteen dollars fine if i can play it on something that opens up the library even greater than just a pass i'm all about it i get my yeah yeah so yeah and chip when you have your steam deck i mean i think that they do like a dollar for like a dollar a month for three months or whatever for game pass and they've already like phil spencer from xbox has already said like yeah, you can just open up a browser because it's ru- the Steam Deck is running Linux. You just open up a browser, type in your credentials, and you can like play on a Series X across the internet without having to spend the five hundred dollars to buy that. You subscribe to yeah. being able to play it, and, and yeah, you it's use not going to be service. the yeah, and it's yeah. not going to be at the same visual fidelity. But you have a hardware embedded controller, um, which for for non-technical people out there it's the lowest amount of response when you click in a button to it like responding on the low latency um and you're doing this cloud service i've played through many games on xbox's cloud service and you know playstation uh, um has announced that they're starting to do something that's like that which is great which has like a huge library of classic games that i know people want to play um steam you know you're going to be able to get all your games cheaper um than than you would at a regular like you know buying digital or buying physical for the um for the consoles and then you also have the competitive market it's not just xbox or playstation or nintendo it's steam it's epic it's uh gog the um you know drm free it's a linux box if you take you know 15 minutes you can probably figure out how to play any game in the world on that little thing. So what you're going to have in your hands, you know, early next year chip is going to be like this little awesome gaming thing, but also like a supercomputer in your hands, you know, the evolution of what smartphone gaming is trying to be 
Um, plus, I don't know if I talked about it before, they're coming out with a dock accessory like the Switch. So you can plug it in and boost it up to your TV. So, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a and like I said, it's a Linux thing. You can literally plug anything to it. Uh, there was a ridiculous infographic that I saw and somebody was like, yeah, we're playing Street Fighter five on it. And they had like arcade sticks hooked up and like we're playing on the eight inch screen. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm doing that. I am. Wow. I'm going to do that shit. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I don't care. Uh, so anyway, I'm I'm really excited about it. If you couldn't tell. That's cool. You guys sold me on it. Um, so yeah, you you could you could listen to them sell me on it uh, in the moment. Uh, <laughs> yeah, come I on, Valve. My where's my commission? We <laughs> I placed my order at Winco. So nice. <laughs> That's awesome. I was in line. I'm like, okay. Yep. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Garrett said that they're in limited quantity. <laughs> Put my deposit down. Now. Yeah. Um. Well, I had just one more thing I wanted to bring up. Um, I was at the the record store the other day, which also has a bunch of used uh, movies, DVDs and Blu-rays. And I found something I have been looking for for rather a long time. And uh, I promise this is relevant. I'm going to hold it up so that... uh, Sharktopus. I'm going to hold it up so that the folks uh, (laughs) in the video call can be surprised. But it was this. Oh, no. oh yes oh, no. it's a blast it's super mario brothers the movie did you know you cannot uh, even get that on the... digitally download yet you cannot get that digitally yet no yeah there's there's nowhere i i can imagine nintendo wants to hide this from the world as much as they can um i'm really excited the number of clips have and you seen that movie I've before nick i've not i've seen oh, clips my God. Okay. Three You've times, never Chip. Wow. I've seen it before. I've seen it so many times. We will have to follow up on this because that movie. Once you've watched that movie, you're gonna have, you're gonna have some thoughts on it. Yeah, I've I've seen clips, but there's really nothing like the the whole thing, like the 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 uh, the name confusion uh, at the at the registration desk or whatever, and um, uh, Dennis Hopper turning somebody into a monkey with a super scope. Uh, Man, I'm really excited for this. It's you a beautiful be. train wreck. It, it, it's classic trash. <laughs> it's classic <laughs> trash. Everyone go. knows I love trash, so uh, this is, is going to be good. Yeah, that movie's so bad. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm pretty psyched. So I'll I'll report in when I've watched it. Oh my gosh! All right, I Chip. Can't wait. Let's get into it. What have you been playing? Oh man. So first off, I beat Battle Toads just because of what you said. Zach. <laughs> you're like the, the the original uh no just the new hd one but i have the, okay. the xbox one yeah um and i love this story the story if if you got the time it's the game is hard but it's fun but not played it yet but i heard it was good oh okay i i did as well i heard it was surprisingly good for its name were you saying that the nes one was hard yeah it's insanely hard. No. Are you, you're, yes. you're crazy. This is what I was laughing about before. All you guys l- saying that freaking TNC surf design was hard. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you, you young whippersnappers, man. I s- <laughs> man. So, listen, t- TNC surf design, the skateboarding, you can do it. There's another game. The surf? Remember, but you can do it. But the the surfing it's like impossible. No, it's not. Like, 
I can't I no, can't do it. No. Tony and I spent a night and we whooped that game and we loved that game. And did you know there's a TNC surf design too? I did know. Wow. I've never played it, but I know it is. Yeah, I had it at one time. Yeah, TNC surf design was awesome back in the day. I kind of forgot the first one existed. Yeah, but honestly. Chip, <laughs> Chip, you're forgetting one one thing though. Oh. Tony stood on the hill and pissed on your grave. <laughs> no. No, so going back to memory lane, like my buddy Tony, like we would spend so many hours playing video games. Um back when uh Alpha came out and you could do all the different like death sequences with Akuma and they were kind of like a secret thing like you had to figure out and like getting the button routine just to get it done and like you didn't do it right unless you got the the red screen or was it the black screen with the emblem on the oh man there was so many years of awesome oh gaming. yeah oh the uh the uh uh what is it demon yeah the uh, demon yeah but there was raging two. demon there was two yeah there's the raging demon and then there's secret raging yeah, demon yes yeah yeah and secret raging demon was like something where it's like you take you take no damage on like the highest difficulty throughout the entire arcade after selecting Akuma, who's a secret character, mm-hmm. and then on the you have to do a raging demon on the last health bar with like out taking a hit, and then you get the red raging demon to like finish out the game. So my buddy Tony, uh, I'm gonna keep raving about him because he's such an awesome guy, um, oh. and he has Dreamcast. Uh, Marvel versus Capcom 2, and he's unlocked every character. Oh, yeah. That's, That's so awesome. Ugh, I love it. Um, I've, I've already plugged it a whole bunch, but um, your computer can definitely run it, uh, Chip. We'll have to have a session, but Fightcade. Fightcade, I've talked about it a couple times. Uh, you're <laughs> going to be able to relive arcade classics, and you can use that Street Fighter controller you showed me, mm-hmm. and you could just... You can just whoop ass on arcade games online hey, with great netcode. Awesome. So, oh yeah, I I uh, I haven't mentioned it on the show, but I actually recently bought uh, what's called the Hori Fighting Commander, which is basically that Street Fighter controller, but for modern Xbox Series consoles. So, but yeah, and uh, just to touch on Dreamcast, best Sonic game ever. No, oh, Sonic Adventure. Yeah, Ugh. best Sonic Ugh. game ever. <laughs> I mean, yeah, your little to pets. be the best Sonic game is uh, not not an outstandingly difficult achievement. <laughs> so hey, right now, right now, Chip, we're among Sonic haters. Oh, so just ignore no, them. No, 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 no. They don't see my bingo card here. I'm I'm totally checking this off. You <laughs> <laughs> did it on purpose. <laughs> Talk about Sonic. I get it. I get it. All right. <laughs> Talk about their hatred for Sonic. Uh, there you go. That's funny. It, it was, we it was on my checklist when we were talking I'm, about I'm, first I'm, video games. I'm, I'm checking it off. Uh, I got another one. I, I'm going to just uh, I touch on. I know I'm supposed to be talking about my stuff, but um, I've mentioned this to Zach. I go, man, like Nick's game choices are like the worst for me personally. Like, <laughs> um, and, and, and the reason why I say that is because like Nick's like, oh, the best games ever is like Dishonored. And I went, fuck that game. That game sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I got the worst ending. The guy got me on a boat and then kicked me off and said I was like a horrible person because I uh-huh. killed everybody. I was like, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to kill these bad guys. And he's like, no, you're horrible. And I'm going to drown you now. And I'm like, I'm never playing these games again. 
That was <laughs> horrible. <laughs> oh, now you need to go back and not kill anybody. You're like, fuck that shit. Exactly. Yeah. No, horrible. Dude, that's awesome. so funny. Chip, I feel you. That's why we're, that's, we've got a connection. Well, exactly. Wow. <laughs> well, I'm leading up to that. So I'm like, Dishonored is the worst freaking franchise ever. Um, <laughs> it, it, um, it's, it's, it's kind of like a second coming of Thief where, it uh, it rewards you for find or Deus Ex where it rewards you for finding more interesting ways around your problems than killing them, yeah. Um, which is kind of why uh, Deathloop is such an interesting, fun sort of counterpoint to that. Where because it's a time loop, you kind of don't have to worry about the morality of what you're doing. You can kill whoever you want, and they'll be back in the morning. Newsflash: Chip and I are camp murder hobos. So. <laughs> <laughs> The other uh, the other franchise I cannot get behind. I know a lot of people say that Valhalla is supposed to be better, but fuck Assassin's Creed. Cheers, my friend. Cheers. Oh, man. I feel like we're being ganged <laughs> up on. Okay, so yes. I got I got to agree with you up until Odyssey. Odyssey and Valhalla were the only two that I've ever liked out of any of the Assassin's I Creed games. They change a lot. Still, I still after <clears throat> loving four, after not liking anything after two. Odyssey just was like, I'm doing the same shit. This is another Ubisoft open world BS, and that's, I just couldn't true. get into it. It's it's not Assassin's Creed anymore necessarily. It's like Ghost Recon, Far Cry. That's Greek fine. Version. That's fine. Fine with me. Which mm-hmm. I mean, because it's, I didn't like a, a, I didn't like a single. When I say uh, any, I didn't like Chip, a single. Chip just watch them Assassin's destroy Creed each other. Game. It'll be great <laughs> before <laughs> before Odyssey. Yes. Yes. I didn't like one. I didn't like two. I didn't like Black Flag very much. I didn't like three. So you wow. didn't like the good ones. Yeah. No. Well, except for three. Well, three wasn't three, good. Three's not a good one. I I like a lot of those games. I I enjoyed one at the time. I played it at the time, and I thought this is pretty cool. And then two blew me away because it's better in every single way. Um, and Brotherhood is great. Four is great. Uh, I went back and played three recently, and it is not great. Um, are you running around collecting flags let's collect these flags and let's scale this wall and see if we can assassinate this person from afar without being caught and run away but then but then your friend the your friend is actually your enemy but the enemy is actually your friend but also there's future time gods who predicted all of this thing you know i'm like i'm done i'm done yeah (laughs) see you know what you know i like odyssey and valhalla so much is because it doesn't play like almost at all into the uh the futuristic bs that assassin's creed has it's almost entirely focused on on the actual the the, what you're what area you're in and, and see, that's my that's my biggest criticism is I like that. No, I liked no, fuck you, Garrett. One, I liked <laughs> one and two. I liked I liked Desmond. I liked the whole overstory, right? It's like historical ancestor, all this stuff. <laughs> and th- and then they're like, "There's that's, a." That's mole. what Chip is doing is tearing us apart. He's come here as an agent of chaos. <laughs> no, it's totally it's totally fine. Like I no, said, that stuff sucks, Garrett. That stuff sucks. <laughs> no, no, it's great. So this is no. this. Is... I think it's fine. I'm the middle point. I think it's fine. I I don't mind it, but I also am fine with them focusing more on the the. I think story. in in Valhalla, correct me if I'm wrong, Nick, because uh, you beat Valhalla as well. Yep. I think there's one forced time where you have to like deal with it. Right, it's just one. Uh, I think there's two because there's one very near the end also. Oh, that's right. Okay, so there's two in the entire game. I played eighty hours of that game, and there was yep. two moments 
maybe five minutes each where you had to like deal with the this the stuff with the actual uh ooh, hit my microphone with the animus uh yeah the real and, world and otherwise yeah. you're just you're in the past and that's great that's where i want to chip be. chip do you do you know what i'm hearing right now Buh. i'm gonna say a, a classic uh yeah a classic it's like charlie theme. brown yeah. <laughs> no 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 not at all i i i respect <laughs> and understand your opinions and you guys can have your opinions even if they're garbage you're um, perfectly entitled <laughs> to your wrong opinion but but uh my dad used to say this thing all the time and it was if you're explaining you're losing. <laughs> so uh, I. Yeah. So that's all. That's all I gotta say. Yeah. That's all I gotta say. That's a good point. So I. I. No, it's not I, a good point, Nick. Shut. Up. I uphold my appreciation of Assassin's Creed, but I know that it's not for everybody, and I'm also particularly inclined to like stealth games. There's something broken in my brain where I don't mind trying over and over to get things perfectly right, um, and so that's why I like Dishonored, and that's why I went through Dishonored. And like basically all of Dishonored with no kills and no detections because I just beat my head against it until I found the right way. Um, so that's something broken about me. But uh, but I don't begrudge anybody for not liking that that kind of experience. Well, I didn't mind it until I got kicked off a boat and drowned. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. And and I kind of like that about Deathloop is that it's letting me explore different ways of playing because I, I felt... Um, like I, I knew about the, the way that the story changed based on your, um, your actions going into Dishonored. And so I felt like I had to play it non-lethally. Um, and I always kind of wondered like, what's it like killing everyone? Uh, and Deathloop kind of lets me do that. Like I can sneak More around people. probably. Yeah, perhaps, <laughs> but but also less tense because you're you're eliminating your solutions rather than evading or your problems rather than evading them uh and so you uh you're you're permanently deleting these threats from the world whereas you are simply finding a way around them where they could come up later and and kill you um the stealthy way so it's it's interesting it's different um I don't think it's necessarily better, but it's definitely better from a story standpoint. <laughs> no, and, and my takeaway from this podcast for sure is it's I've actually gone out and purchased certain games, um, except for all games that I've recommended. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like you, you find a person that you sync with um, well, and and like I've, I've always liked that about games media is that I found people. Zach, you're everybody's game. Um, Zach, yeah. Zach buys every Zach buys everything. Yeah. So, uh, no, sorry. like, yeah, there you go. like, like with uh, Nick, I, I, I'm planning on getting um, Psychonauts. Like, I looked it up. Oh, cool. You know, like, I, I'm, I'm interested. Like, I, I do value your opinion and stuff. It's just funny because it's like, you know, when you're listening to something, you're just like, well, fuck that guy and fuck that game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and it's uh that's one of the things that I've 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 always followed or like since I was like 10 I've always followed games media and games criticism and I've found it really interesting that there are so many diverse voices out there. And there are people like um like Jeff Gersman that I really respect. Um but I don't agree with a lot of his feelings about video games. Uh and so I kind of go going to hit hearing his opinions with that in mind that I might I don't necessarily take them as um, something that I would enjoy or not enjoy. Um, I've loved games that he's hated and, and vice versa. Uh, but 
but you you get a sense for what like you you get a body of work and you get a sense for what people like and so when you find that one person who really syncs with you like seemingly chip and garrett it's like all right cool now i can just look to this person and if they really say you should check out this game i should check out this game but also you you get a sense for the biases that people have and like maybe i should check out this game this other guy recommended but i should do a little more research because i don't agree with him all the time well nick on that segue there so garrett is definitely a monster hunter avid kit um yeah but here's here's the funny thing is so monster hunter stories 2 or whatever the latest version popped up and i was like oh okay garrett's talked about this i'm gonna put the free download onto my switch and i'm gonna try this out and what a shitty game it was um, <laughs> uh, chip i haven't well, finished it <laughs> i i haven't either i i put it down because it's pokemon and yeah. i'm not a big pokemon fan I, I just was like, what the fuck is he talking about? This is horrible. So I actually was like, <laughs> I'm going to reach out and be like, okay, there's so many monster hunters. I'm like, is Rise good? Like, I'm going to give you a second chance. Like, <laughs> this this better be good. And it, it is. It's good. Um, It's getting a little grindy for me because I'm the type of player I am. I'm like, if I'm not killing that freaking monster on the first time, I'm pissed. So like I better have the armor mm-hmm. that protects me. So um or the weapon. Um and it's a very in-depth game, but Rise is good. Um once again going yeah. back. It's really satisfying. Yeah. Like everything feels so heavy and good. Like when you connect with like a great sword hit, it's just uh the best. It's just a little slow on reaction time sometimes. I think they were trying to put a little realism in there, but it's I think it's a little too delayed where it's like I know I hit my uh, evade and it doesn't come. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I know mm-hmm. I hit it in time, but uh, you whatever. It's a switch. Um, yeah. And the graphics on the it's... switch are great. Um, and that's the other mm-hmm. thing, too. I'm old. I'm like, oh, my God, this is like awesome looking to me. So <laughs> I, I think the the term that I've heard for that is animation priority, where if something is happening, if you are in the middle of an animation, it won't let you out of it to do something else and so like dark souls has a similar sort of system where if you if you are doing something you cannot cancel out of doing that thing with something else and so and and for a long for a long time i was told hey you should try monster hunter because you like dark souls and uh and i was like no i have it's bad uh but there are enough quality of life things and enough things that make it less grindy in rise that that and worlds too that really hooked me well, and Monster Hunter is such a unique experience. There's there's only a couple other games that are like it, um, and only one by a North American studio um, that's come out recently, which is free-to-play Dauntless. Um, but I think God Eater is the only other one, and then um, I think there's Sounds one called Soul, Soul Sacrifice for the PS Vita that I've never yes. played, but I've, I've wanted to play it. But yeah, it's a very niche very unique game that only became popular in the West after try came out on, on the Wii. And so it's different. I, I don't know. Was that, was that before those DS ones? Cause that's when I heard. About. Yes, it was before the DS ones. Okay. So um, that's what, that's when I heard about monster hunter in the U S but before that, it was just like people on Japanese trains are playing this game on their PSP and they sells a bazillion copies and nobody mm-hmm. knows about it in the West. But yeah, chip, we'll, we'll set something up and we'll play co-op because 
it's 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 a different experience and i've i've talked about this too but it's a different experience when you're playing by yourself and then when you start playing with even just one other person the game starts to make way more sense and it's it's a completely different experience um so nick played a lot of it uh by himself but we had one night where uh him and zach and my buddy milton uh we all played together and Zach was like, man, that was really, really fun. But I have mm-hmm. zero motivation to continue to play this by myself because it's just <laughs> like this grind, right? Like we pretty much yeah. carried Zach through the first like eight or nine missions. And he was like, that was really fun, you know, because you got to experience it in a different way. So we'll uh, we'll we'll hook up. We'll, we'll, play, we'll play soon and uh, you'll you'll get to see that. I don't mind a grind. So I, I was cool with uh, the relative grindiness i still don't think it's super grindy unless you want it to be until you get to the high rank missions but um but i was okay with doing that all by myself but uh but it's definitely definitely better with a group yeah and it's definitely a a personal thing with me and i'm actually to i think i'm almost to that threshold i'm on four stars and i've almost completed all the four star missions um and i think i've kind of almost hit that threshold where i'm like you know, Hollow Knight is calling me. I really heard some good oh. reviews on that. I gotta get, I gotta try that. Yeah. Um, and that, oh, Hollow Knight's so good. And that's gonna kind of segue me to finally, I'm gonna talk about the game that I've been dying to talk about because I'm a huge fan of the Metroid and Castlevania games, um, like you've all mentioned. Um, and I rarely purchase new games. Um, it's hard for me to, even today, I know $60 for a game is so reasonable. And if you ever see the old ads, games were 50, not 60, but 50, 45 back in my day. Like when I was like, Mm -hmm. I mean, shit, some, some Super Nintendo games were 80 to a hundred dollars. Yeah. What was Chrono Trigger? It was like, it it was a hundred dollars, I think. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's worth it, but like, that's a big ask. But, um, so it's rare that I'll ever pay full price. It's like, if. Typically, it's $20. Like, I'll pay almost anything for $20. Um, and for for me, it's 5 Like, if something's on sale for $5 and I'm, like, even have an inkling of being interested in it, uh, yeah, okay. I'm I'll sorry. It. it was $80. It was $80. Okay. But, uh, yeah, there you go. So, Metroid Dread came out. And yeah. um, I saw it. All I saw was pictures. All I saw were the reviews coming in on whatever social media networks I was on and the, the raves were coming through and I'm like, okay, well, I I think I messaged Zach. I was like, Hey, I think I'm going to buy this. And I didn't want to leave my house. So I know Zach had a heart attack. The minute I told him, I just bought it on (laughs) the digital, (laughs) Um, but I paid $60 for a digital, which even kind of makes me cringe, but I know it's a Nintendo product. So it's going to be, cheapest you're ever going to see it like five years later is 40 bucks so it's like you're you're stuck mm-hmm. kind of spending that money um and it, it was worth every penny i actually i got so involved with this i was messaging so many people getting updates on where they were and everybody stopped messaging me after i 100 percented it on hard <laughs> <laughs> oh wow that's yeah, awesome you, you beat it twice right you beat it on normal and then you went back and played it again and then i oh, played oh my it, god and then i played it again so that way i could get all the art um on the other wow. level uh wow. which was easier <laughs> <laughs> but you want to talk about grinding it's so funny because i'm like oh man 
like I don't hate grinding, but there mm-hmm. becomes a level of it that saturates, and that's the part of the grind that usually I'm still enjoying mm-hmm. it, but it's enough that I'm like, there's something shiny, there's something else that's catching my attention, and I'm like, is this really worth my time? And I know you guys talk about this a lot, and especially I know for a lot of maybe younger listeners, I had all the time in the world to play games when when I was a teenager, like, oh my God. Yeah. And I, I could be dumb and play the Shaman King game for Game Boy Advance and like, and love it and play it over and over. Like it's sure. Yeah. Whatever. You got time. Yeah. And, but that's not true. And that gets less true. The more of an adult you get. And again, and that goes back to something like this. And that's mm-hmm. why I'm so excited about that. Um, the steam uh, deck is because, I get to play on the go and I and I got young kids and guess what? I got a lot of dance recitals, I got a lot of gymnastics, I got a lot of sports games. And I've sent yeah. pictures to Zach. There's a field behind me. <laughs> and I'll probably be paying too, attention to my kids' soccer game, but I got I got some yeah. dread to play. I got I got like hundred percent of this. <laughs> I mean, hey, man, and and I don't know how much uh, you are into computer science or Linux, but uh, you got your Linux support guy right here. So, (laughs) yeah, exactly. When when you need some mods on your Steam Deck, you know, you need some software patches. Call this. See, I knew it. See, Garrett was the guy. I knew it. (laughs) And like the the Persona games we've, we've talked about on the show, those are incredibly long games. And it is astonishing that I got um, as far as I did into uh persona 4 on the ps2 um but uh and and actually finished it but when um when persona 3 came to psp and was portable was the first time i actually finished that because like you have it on this portable console you can pick it up and put it down and you don't have to commit all this time to it and you can Mm -hmm. weave it into your life in a way that uh respects your time and like that's that's the big thing is that games kind of need to respect your time and give you something for the input that you put in and i think that's the really incredible thing about final fantasy 14 check that box uh of uh, <laughs> i think it's been checked seven times now <laughs> for real bingo but like it's it's an mmo which is the the genre of game that basically least respects your time um and it does it like it it uh it is rewarding to play for however much time you want to put into it. And you can grind uh, if you want. You can get all the jobs to level 90 or whatever you want to do. Um, or you can be like Zach and my friend who just goes to the casino because he really likes gambling. And he digital gambling is fine for him. So he goes yeah. to the casino in the game. Yeah. And it's it's cool. It's fun. And I, I do that a little bit, too. But there's like a little something for you, whatever you feel like. And that's what keeps me going back to it so much. The the best part for me is when I'm at and this is just an experience I have had recently. Um, I went and watched uh, the new Ghostbusters movie Afterlife. Hmm. Awesome movie, um, but not to get into that. But when I was there. Interesting. Uh, oh. I've heard otherwise, so I'm curious. I'll check it out because uh, if if even one person tells me that a movie is good, I want to know for myself. So I'm a Ghostbuster fan. I'm just going to put out. I'm biased. Same. I have I have a proton pack coming and the whole nine yards. So I am ah. very biased. Um, I love it. So, but we're standing in line, and finally, the theater next to our house, which is actually owned by somebody, it's not like Regal or one of the big names. It's actually like a mom pod. They actually own it. That's how it survived through COVID. 
Um, and we have one of those in town too, and it's really cool. And they've got the big seats, right? Like the huge seats. And so I'm standing in line, and the two people in front of us are gray haired, and not that that should matter, but gray haired, older individuals, and they have switch bags on them. <laughs> so, nice. and so that was one experience. My other experience is I'm at gymnastics. My daughter's in gymnastics. I'm in gymnastics, and I'm like, God, I'm the nerd here with my freaking switch and i can't because now they make you sit in like a little barrier area like you can't even like get near where it's happening like you're seeing it from afar it's like oh good job honey yeah okay and i go back to my switch (laughs) i'm not the only parent looking at a switch it is awesome i at first i was like Mm -hmm. oh god i'm that guy i'm playing you know luigi's mansion and everyone's thinking god what is this you know what is this guy but no th- but no everybody's that guy no but no, like it, games are kind of for everybody these days yeah but it's, it's really awesome it's so incredible and it's just it shows where this community has gone and i i've gotten to experience it throughout the ages and even you guys were talking about um the question that garrett's wife had about you know are you a gamer if um if you play handheld i you know what's funny I got into Pokemon Go when it first came out, and the game was horrible. It was so hard. Yeah. It was so difficult to play. Um, I tried it for about three months, and I gave up because, um, like, you ha- like it was just horrible. Um, COVID hit, and all of a sudden, my wife is playing it, and I'm going, okay, mm-hmm. first off, you're not a gamer. Like, you don't even like video games hardly. Like, she likes video games, but really, uh, to put it on her phone and to be out there playing it, um, was incredible mm-hmm. and all of a sudden we're doing date nights doing it um uh, uh and we're doing like like we're going out and and making dates based around like community day and all this stuff so uh, needless to say like i said earlier i'm level 42 i had to get to level 40 because that's when you get the big whatever the the xl candy um <laughs> but she's on level 39 i'm on level 40 almost 43 but it's it was a game that really changed for the better because of covid like it's just the game is so much better like the the harder to get pokemon or easier they may it got so much more accessible yeah like that was that was the thing is it was it was hard and you had to physically travel to to actually make it work and, and i get it and there are so many people on there and i and i totally resonate with those people that are like the game is ruined it's not the game that i was in the game that you were in i'm sorry to say was horrible it would be like me yeah. saying like the NES was the best thing in the world and it should have never changed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I knew all the people that I knew that played Pokemon Go at launch were using GPS spoofers on their phone to like go somewhere else. And I'm like, doesn't that defeat the entire purpose of like the fundamental core of the game? Which yeah. is like getting outside and going places. It's like, oh, I sit on my couch and press this joystick up, which means that I'm in Slovakia and I can catch this like super rare pokemon that's not in my country yep and that still happens <laughs> and, and like so yeah oh i'm sure but uh, you know i know nothing about the game other than that uh, and and that game was a a pretty cool thing for uh like i i have a lot of friends with like mental health struggles and uh i mean i'm among them but uh one of the things that it did for us um i didn't play it for super long but uh, a lot of other people did and it was a great way to get out of the house and an incentive to get out of the house and like see human beings and like you could start conversations with people like yeah we're at the pokestop uh like i i see you're here for the same thing what 
what's your favorite Pokemon? And like it, it got people connecting with each other in a way that was really kind of cool and weird. Um, and Nick, on- and yeah, I saw it as indoor packs of feral humans who would get close to each other and then they would be spinning the thing and then hiss at each other and run. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's fair i saw that not how that works no no actually i'd say being the age that i'm at and being a a, a, an adult that can consume alcohol going to the bar and playing and the the people that are playing it you are shocked you're just like yeah there's no way and i'm a, a perfect example of that there's no way that tattooed punker is playing pokemon go right now but yeah that tattooed punker <laughs> is playing pokemon go and yeah we're not embarrassed about it um and uh and and like you were saying garrett no the whole hissing and stuff it's just the complete opposite everyone i've ever ran into <laughs> has been so willing and so wanting just to talk and and talk about their experiences and and it really is a, a different community, a different form of it, because you're really physically there. Um, and this kind of goes back to what your podcast is kind of named, Co-Hop. I mean, it's like the things that I miss the most is what you guys talked about several podcasts ago about being on the couch, eating bad food mm-hmm. and playing some awesome games, you know, Castle Crush. Oh, my God. Or not, yeah. not Castle Crush, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Castle Crashers. Crashers, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Yeah. Like I unlocked so many of those characters. Um Oh, and the little animal orbs. Yeah. They're the cutest thing in the world. But anyhow, but I'm I'm totally getting derailed there, but it's just <laughs> um yeah, it was surprising to me that all of a sudden there's my wife, like, who never she doesn't never, but hardly ever. Like you would not call her a a gamer. Um mm-hmm. and she's playing Pokemon and she's avid to this day. Like like we just yeah. did a raid. That's awesome. And Nick, when we were there on uh, for our that other event um, over the weekend, I had two people yeah. that came up to me and were like, "Oh, we got we got trades. We got to do our trades before we leave. We got to do our trades." And I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah. Let me get, let me pull <laughs> that so out." Cool. So, um, uh, that's so cool. But that's another that's awesome. form of how games have really come um, and really are bringing the community together, um, and it's a positive. Um, and especially yeah. for when I was going growing up. Um, Video games were very, especially when I got older and I was in my late teens, early 20s, um, and GTA and all those I'm going to just murder the city games were very popular. Um, it, it was a different environment, um, and I'm glad that. Yeah. I hope. I hate GTA um, with a passion um, for a lot of different reasons. Um mostly just be- it's it's just so cynical like that's the thing that really sours me on it is it's it's worldview is so bleak and like uh it because it's mechanically enjoyable a lot of people have have adopted like who have played those games and maybe not thought very hard about it there there are a lot of media that are satirical that if you think if you don't think hard enough about it, you can take the wrong messages from like Rick and Morty or Deadpool or whatever. Um, but I think G- GTA is maybe chief among that, where if you're just like taking its sort of cynical, sarcastic worldview to heart, you're going to have a really negative view of how people <laughs> are. Oh, my negative view is the fact that it's an open world and I never get around to the missions. All I do is drive around and run people <laughs> over. I mean, that's why I hate that game. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. I, I can vibe with that. All right. that That's my soapbox. I feel like I've been on it for a while. I mean, 
So no, nah, it's great. It's uh, man, we've we've loved having you here. I've loved having you here. At least um, it's been it, yeah, this has been fantastic. Yeah, it's so cool to hear all the stories and like yeah, it's uh, like you you really brought it home. Gaming is about community, and one of the greatest things is about modern gaming is how much that's expanded and how there's kind of games for everybody and um yeah it is awesome to have someone uh with different life experiences from us to to talk on the show and um tell us your cool stories about japan and like all all that cool stuff no this this has been amazing all i got from it is uh gotta gotta go visit chip yes and we need to go to the arcade ground control. like the real arcade yeah you let's to go, go to, to ground, ground control. control i'm gonna buy a hoodie and um, three <laughs> no i'm seriously that, that i mean best advertisement for ground, ground control ever because after this i'm definitely gonna go check out their their shop um and support them uh because that sounds awesome I, I think this is the quietest i've ever heard zach i know right <laughs> i'm just listening. no this is normal this is normal. <laughs> I feel bad because here I am talking about Nick and I'm talking about Garrett and here's Zach sitting over there. It's like, hey, and he's probably the one you know the best too. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the funny thing is, I even thought about this before getting on the podcast. I'm like, okay, I know what I'm going to talk about, Nick, because like you hit like certain certain uh, what is it, funny bone or whatever like niches, and and Garrett was just like, oh my god, I gotta play video games with this guy. Um, and then there's yeah. Zach, and I'm going, does he even finish a game? Does... He's just a collector. <laughs> what does Zach do? And, and and then you were on a kick for a while of playing really bad NES like RGPs. <laughs> like I was like, isn't that the one where you just chase slime around? Yeah. Oh, he, Dragon Warrior. Let's, he was let's playing talk some to, Dragon uh, Quest games, but he was playing all the bad ones. I'm yeah. Like, oh my god. And I, I, I know he has the good ones. I sold them to him. <laughs> <laughs> did you finish two, Zach? No. <laughs> of course no. he did. Of course I, he didn't. I, <laughs> I, just go to four. No, just I, go to four. I gave up on that game because it was really, really shitty. <laughs> I couldn't. Oh I couldn't god. finish it. Like I, uh-huh. I actively got bored of that game because I was just grinding so yep. much and i just couldn't handle it i i i yeah i'm gonna go to three next eventually okay okay eventually. that's fair oh no woody well, woody, woody held it in high regard yeah 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 i think you should go to four but no i gotta go to three next. okay i do hey, like two cr- comes after three not four come on man <laughs> do you know how to count come on zach i do like <laughs> cursing you every time a game shows up in my house and uh, the wife finally did notice. She's like, "There's a lot of Switch games like sitting <laughs> over here." And I'm like, "If you buy them digitally, she'll I, never know." Exactly, and then I'm no, like, oh. "That's disgusting." But yeah. like, well, I get so many packages of like miniatures and things, and I'm like, mm, "No, don't don't worry about how much mail I got today. It's fine. Don't worry." <laughs> oh, about I have it. that problem too, Nick. Trust me, of the guy that buys and sells zero clicks, and yeah, yeah. But unfortunately, yeah. The, the video games have to go into a cupboard because everything belongs somewhere in this house and mm. when things don't start fitting uh to be an adult um <laughs> like it's it's a problematic and that's where the photos of last night came from because i was finding <laughs> room and found room um and i think i've realized i gotta get rid of my 360 so because oh it, oh yeah. it's taking up a lot of room and i i didn't realize like my Xbox Live, uh, whatever they call that account, 
went to mm-hmm. my Xbox One. It's no longer even on my Switch or Xbox 360. Mm-hmm. So like everything that was on there was like not even the full versions of the games unless they were completely downloaded. So like interesting. So like everything I thought would be on there was not. And like even when I sent you guys that photo of the old X Men arcade game, I know I paid for that, mm-hmm. but only mm-hmm. the demos on there now, not the full That's version. So weird. Oh. Chip, we'll talk uh, outside the podcast, but uh, I can help you there. You might not need to get rid of your 360 because I can help you. I yeah, as, I, I think there's a way. Yeah, there's there's definitely a way. As someone who has talked about and purchased multiple games that are delisted, you can get them back, ah. and I can help you. Hey. <laughs> All right. Well, let's. Uh, I mean, we're we're over two hours at this point. This is maybe our longest Super episode size. ever. Uh, oh, for sure. Yeah. Welcome but to having an eagle we'll go, on the we'll, podcast. Yeah, yeah. We'll go all night. We'll go all night. We have Chip here. Uh, <laughs> let's let's do a final beer check in here. I know that we've we've all, I think huh? all three of us, or all, uh, there's four of us here, excuse me. All four of us, <laughs> math is hard, have, uh, have transitioned away from... Uh, the heady topper into something else uh but let's let's get back to the heady topper here for for a minute and uh nick final thoughts it's so good oh my god like top to bottom it was excellent i drain oh man i'm spilling my cans everywhere i've i've had had a a decent amount um (laughs) yeah so top to bottom it was good like i expected it to get kind of gross at the end as the sediment that they talk about on the can like started to to be left at the bottom but um no it was just a really solid experience and um especially drinking from a can i've had i've talked on this show before several beers uh that were i tried drinking from the can and were noticeably worse but this is this is really excellent and it's nice because it's so easy you don't have to get a glass (laughs) out it's just great um I also, uh, I should say, uh, I also drank an entire Brains. Um, uh, this is a Mango Cherry Brains. It's not the most recent Brains I've had, um, but the Mango Cherry is delicious. Mango Cherry is really good. Uh, this is a batch that, yeah, um, this was a batch that we picked up uh, a month or so ago. But Wait, you uh, still have that? I I've I've been saving it <laughs> for a special occasion. I had one left. I gave one away to a friend and I drank two in the same night and then like nearly tears were welling up in my eyes as I was drinking the third one. And then I had completely forgotten that I had asked Nick, well, and Chip, Nick via Chip to uh, get me some brains. Uh, I didn't you know, even know that. I met that. last time. And then like, and then it just showed up today. So I got this heady topper and then uh, it, there were three beers, and Zach's like, "Here are your beers," and there were brains, and I was like, uh, "Again, I get to experience it again." <laughs> and and so and so this this brains is a good one. I had one over the weekend. It is uh, blueberry, black currant, and plum, uh, and it is really great. It's so purple, but uh, yeah, it's a great combination. Uh, of and seeing that we're talking about brains, and I did uh, hear on your podcast, you guys—they're not seasonal. They just keep changing. They don't. Okay. Like 
it's just random. It's it's just it's random. just whatever they feel like. Yeah, we, I, we weren't sure because we were like, oh well, shit. This this one that we're having is not on their website, so maybe it's seasonal. None of them I, are pretty much guess. no. None of them are on their website. Yeah. It's pretty much what they have come up with. And yes, they are known as gimmick beers. I mean, you could barely call them beers. Um, whatever. It's a good gimmick. It's, I'll I'll buy it. Yeah, absolutely. And the art is fantastic. The brewery is fantastic. They actually make like sherbet. Like people go there for like their ice cream, and like they're the the brewery <laughs> so cool. is amazing. I can't. I want to go. If you guys end up going on a field trip, guess what? You're getting you're getting this guy to coming along. <laughs> yeah, hey. we're ta- we're t- seriously talking about a trip to North Dakota. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're gonna go to Fargo. I mean, leave the chipper shredder at home, but let's go. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Chip, uh, you 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 mentioned uh, you were uh, a big influence on me for the Heady Topper. Do you have any final thoughts on it that you want to share? I got eight more in my refrigerator. <laughs> uh, I'm so jealous. You son of a. And bitch. also, uh, anytime you guys come down, um, I'm gonna give a little plug here for Gone Guy Games. Um, yeah, sorry, uh, but not sorry, and. They are so awesome. The owners there, um, and they listen to the community, uh, and they listen to me. And they will always <laughs> have Block 15, and they will probably always have some version of a Drecker beer um, when you guys come down. Um, they had multiple multiple brains yeah. um, when I was there. Uh, yeah, they're um, uh, yeah. Check check them out. Uh, g-o-n-g-a-i-i uh they are fantastic um they're a great game store and uh it is really easy to hit the free shipping thresholds uh to get shipped to wherever and just to clarify they're a tabletop game store um not yes they they don't do video games they they don't do video games so so. we we know chip we've met chip through through playing hero clicks and uh uh so that's kind of their their bread and butter I bought a whole lot of D&D stuff that Zach saw yesterday um, uh, at uh, at Gongai and uh, while I was down there for a Heroclix event over the weekend. And they're they're a super cool store run by really cool people. And I absolutely second the, uh, the sponsorship, not sponsorship. We're not getting paid. We just like them a lot. <laughs> we don't get yeah, paid we're not, either. We're not so. <laughs> yeah, we don't get paid either. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have anything further to say that you guys haven't already said about the beer, but it's fantastic. If you can get Heady Topper, uh, buy the Alchemist. Go it, buy it. Just don't yes. even don't even think twice. Just pick it up. No, you, you even if you don't it. like IPAs, this will make you like IPAs. Uh, mm. I'm gonna I'm, okay, I'm going be the beer. I'm gonna be the beer, the beer douche, beer douche okay. junior, right? <laughs> fantastic, <laughs> and say. That if you don't like IPAs, don't drink this beer. If you appreciate a really good flavorful, flavorful, I can't even talk, beer. Flavorful. It doesn't even matter if you like IPAs. If you like beer outside of the 12 12 for $10, you know, packs (laughs) that you get, um, then I would say give it a try. It's not going to be for anybody or for everybody, but... I think that if you have a, a palate for it and you have an appreciation for uh, the diversity of uh, what's out there as far as beers go, you will really enjoy Heady Topper. I mean, that's it's true. an experience from top to bottom. I'm going to go outside my normal, it's good, haha, Garrett <laughs> thing and say, seriously, like, like smelling 
the hops, like smelling that uh, crafted experience that they put into that can um, before you take yeah. a drink is some of the best advice that Chip could like ever give uh, for for this this beer. Um, that, that's true. You have experience. to appreciate it. And even just even the can's empty. And I've been sitting here like smelling it throughout the episode, even though it's been <laughs> gone for well over an hour. And oh God, it, it just, still, still smells good. It smells so good. And it reminds me of that flavor. Um, but uh, yeah, this is, there's a reason why this beer is so highly regarded and so highly sought after. And I just feel extremely lucky to have this human social network that got me to taste this beer um, through, <laughs> you know, a little ta- tabletop game of superhero plastic people, um, uh-huh. you know. Uh, so, Chip, thank you again for sharing your whale with us and uh, letting me appreciate this beer alongside you. It's it's truly an honor. Well, thank you for joining it. Well, for let me join you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is Chip's podcast now. It's called... Yeah. <laughs> Chip's house with Chip. Uh, he invites whoever he wants, and whoever he doesn't, he just kicks out of the call. Uh, it's a problem of being on another podcast. So, <laughs> yeah, when you're used to hosting. Well, let's uh, let's go ahead and wrap this up then. Uh, Chip, where can people find you? Well, you can't you can't find me, but if you're into hero clicks and you're into a little bit of beer and you like listening to a bunch of knuckleheads, check out the Eagle Cast. Um, I'm pretty sure we're on most of the streams or podcast sources this is not what i get this is not why i'm on the podcast i'm not the the go-to i know we're on soundcloud uh you're on spotify spotify oh we had Mm -hmm. to get on spotify actually we were asked to be added to spotify um so somebody could listen to us um and whatever Podbeam. but yeah check out the eagle cast uh we're a hero clicks podcast um, we're not your normal hero clicks podcast. We're pretty much just five dudes just making jokes and twisting, twisting. They're, they're a bunch of goofballs, but they're very smart and they're very good players. And I, I think if you, if you like the game, you have a lot that you can learn from them. Thank you, Nick. Yep. Well, uh, you can find our podcast on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch at co-ops podcast. Uh, Garrett, where can we find you if we're interested to learn more? Uh, at gmank16 Instagram and Twitter and Nick I'm at nprinzing on Twitter and at nicholas.prinzing on Instagram uh, man it's the first time Chips heard this because he always just skips this part and I'm at Zach has no pants on Twitter wonderful so do I hit well, stop <laughs> <laughs> yeah stop yeah hit the stop button uh, thanks for listening everyone have a good night